Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. Did y'all realize that it's been damn near two years since we got the first season of Loki on the plus? Now, I'm not sure if it's COVID continuing to mess with our collective brains or whether all the timey-wimey shenanigans from the show have somehow bled over into our own reality and it's about to bring about the universe to a catastrophic close, but it seems to me that was an awfully long time, doesn't it? Well, to commemorate the return of everyone's favorite MCU heel, we're going to run down all the rumors and hearsay regarding what's going to happen in Season 2 in this episode 142, and as Guardian walks into a multiversal hell, Loki Season 2, Real or Jabroni? I am your Uncle Todd, and with me, as always, is the man who is able to cross time and dimensional borders using only the power of his mind, but he doesn't tell anybody because he doesn't like to brag. He has been my partner in EDC for over two decades in the most humble carnivore you'll ever meet. I give you the man they call. Tim. Greetings and salutations, my friend. How are you? you know, bit better, bit worse. I don't have a railroad spike sticking out of my ear, so I suppose everything's great. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. It's nice and warm here in the dumpster fire. It's always good when you don't have the railroad spike sticking out of your ear. No, just a, I, I had a drywall screw sticking out of my forehead, but that's a whole other story. Oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. You can't even see it. See, it's healed up really good, right? It has. Yeah. (laughs) Looks good. Yeah, we're back to video now because we don't have to watch anything for this episode. The bandwidth is safe. (laughs) So yet again, Tim gets treated to the Blair Witch suite behind me. Uh, Do do you have your perimeter set up to uh, combat any arachnids or uh, insects that might be? I'm telling you, I did come down here earlier because I had done. uh, So I'm I'm literally recording this. Like my, my recording desk is my workbench Mm. in the corner of my basement and so i had done some woodworking repairs and some things over the last couple weeks since it's been since i've recorded here so i had to come down like vacuum up sawdust and as i'm doing Mm. that i'm like hang on a minute i got a vacuum i got a shop vac here's spider 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 Good lord. <laughs> this area is clear An now. An all out preemptive assault. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the I arachnid went. population. Oh, down I went. in the studio. Medieval on their arachnid asses. <laughs> and it's, uh. <laughs> That was Uncle Todd. <laughs> the only problem is I'm now I'm afraid that they're re, you know they're regrouping. <laughs> before before we know it, there's going to be a small like you know army of I'm going to see his wall turn slight you know like like a color of gray into black because there's a whole something's like, stream moving of, behind you. Yeah, what is that? It looks like a swarm. Oh dear, Uncle Todd is about to be taken down. You just hit me. Because <laughs> I will. I'll just run off. I don't care. I'll buy a new laptop. I'm I'm done. Yep. Yep. You know I'm, I'm very much. I'm very much of the, you know, take off and nuke the planet from orbit. It's the only way to be sure, school, you know. <laughs> game over, man. It's game over. Got that spider for good. <laughs> yeah. 
You finished. Homeowners will cover it. <laughs> Anyways, how are you doing, sir? How's things? Uh, how's things in your in your neck of the woods? Very good. Very good. I uh, had a had a good weekend, and uh, you know, full of uh, bourbon and steak, so I can't complain. <laughs> that's that's like I. You are the most consistent human being I have ever met. Thank you. Thank you. Every weekend, how was your weekend? Bourbon and steak, and you know. <laughs> Our, our our normal haunt, uh, if if you will, on the weekend, our our restaurant of a du jour that we like to go to. Are you a partner in this enterprise? I, yet? I'm like, becoming one. To, I think. Um, managed to get on the board. I uh, you know we're there. Um, you know, owner is kind enough to bring a a sample of a new bourbon he has. So I'm I'm, I'm sampling that, and then we go to order dessert. And I I tell our, our very kind waiter, uh, you know, he asks, he's like, oh, you guys like chocolate? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, we like chocolate. We got this thing. It's a pot, it's called pot de creme. It's basically they serve it in like a mason jar, and it's this like chocolate pudding that has like cinnamon in it with like whipped cream on top, and it's like amazing. Anyways, so he brings that to us, and then he shows up with this slice, this small slice of what looks like a, a chocolate pie, and I'm like. I'm like, what's this? And he's like, he's like, the chef just made this. And it just like literally just came out. He's like, I thought you'd like to try it. I'm like, sure, why not? You know, and so I'm just like, man, it just keeps getting better. <laughs> the thing is that the thing that Tim doesn't know is that he bears a striking resemblance to some Chicagoland mob boss that they think that he, they're impressing and endearing themselves to. And it's just some schmuck with a podcast. <laughs> I didn't and think about that. Eventually, said mob boss is going to walk in one night when he's there having dinner. Oh, my and gosh. And all the hilarity that will ensue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gravy train comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> From a random Lincoln Continental oh. trunk somewhere in the outer outer boroughs of Chicago. Oh, my gosh. That is too funny. <laughs> So yeah, good good weekend overall. Just a quick shout out. Um, uh, she, We're doing shout outs on this show. Well, now? she 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 doesn't listen, but I'll tell her that I did it, and maybe she listens. <laughs> so, to to my youngest sister uh, Jessica, it is her birthday today, so I just want to give Aww. her a shout out for for her birthday. Happy birthday, yes, to you. Indeed, indeed. So from the idiots, on the one range. closer to you than the other. Oh my God. <laughs> you okay over there? Oh yeah, still he's, still he, still drying my eyes from the cornet di- discussion we had before the show started. That that was oh, just prime I Uncle Todd right there. Thinking about your your family and no, there you are. No, no, you're thinking of James Jim Cornet. All right, that's, sounds about right. Well, honestly, it's not so much him than it is the comedy that he inspires you to put forth to me as we're discussing. On the back of things. Tim's license, it says organ donor, but only for Jim Cornet. <laughs> Jim Cornette or Steve Austin. Everyone else, <laughs> F them. And then underneath that, long live the goozle. Yeah. <laughs> live by the goozle, oh, die by the goozle. God. Live free or goozle. <laughs> there you go. That ought to be the new New Hampshire state motto. It would be as soon as they elect Jim Cornette as, oh, a, as the governor goodness. of New Hampshire. Um, anyways, goodness. so we are going to talk about Loki season two, but not before we get into a little segment here uh, that has been very wrestling centric over the last few week, yes. uh, episodes. However, we're we're getting back to basics and talking about random bits of geekery found on the interwebs, along with some other stuff that, well, I don't know if you're going to be interested in or not. But anyways, week in the geek. 
feel so funky. What do we got for going on in the Weekend Geek, sir? All right, well, kicking things off, uh, as much as, uh, you know, like much to Uncle Todd's chagrin, as much as he has is, he is lobbied for this not to be, we are going to have our weekly uh, Tales from the Fantasy Good Eye. <sighs> The only thing that's good about this is it's half as long because there's uh, there's like no update from me. Are you asking me to to, to elongate this segment? Because I can. No. I, I can pontificate on a few things if you know. No, like. I'd like you just to give the final score and then we can move on. Well, so week one, so it's been I think two weeks. So week one uh, did not. No, we're, we're doing just this week. No, no, just I, this I, I think week. You got to cover last week. It's important. <sighs> so last God. week uh, in in a in a near miss, uh, you know. First week victory, I, I lost 142 to 137, so five point five point loss right there. And then, you know, for a second I thought you were playing the old football theme, but then I realized you were snoring. And then this week, uh, my team rebounded, uh, and I had a, a marvelous performance from them: 215 solid points uh, to 169, uh, locking in a victory for week two. Uh, All right. Well, thank you for that Lamar update, Jackson. We really appreciate that. Excuse it's uh, great. Lamar so now Jackson, what are we, uh, we're going to talk about the last couple episodes Lamar of Ahsoka. Jackson, <laughs> 60, almost 60 oh. fantasy points. Debo, going. Debo coming still through going. with 26. And then Devontae Smith uh, with 23. I, I, I mean, my, my crew, top to bottom, was just knocking it out of the park. So I am a very happy fantasy owner this week. Uh, one and one on my way to a... Uh, uh, what it would be like twelve and one record, thirteen and no, one record, solid five hundred season for you. That's what I'm seeing right now. No, no, sir. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. That, it's a, that C that draft is, is going to be a my baby. lock of the year. Is is a five hundred finish for Quick Slant. Want to put a bottle of bourbon on that? <laughs> no, I don't because I don't give. <laughs> I don't give a rip about your freaking fake fantasy football team. Gotta stand behind it. <laughs> Stand behind it. I don't want to stand anywhere near it. I want to treat it like it's a like a pile of poo. I want to stand way away from it. I don't want anything oh to do gosh. with standing it in his vicinity. And I know there's a lot of people wondering, but I, I benched uh, my oh, I, I kept my kicker benched. Uh, Cameron Dicker. No did one not cares start. if a kicker if you're if you're dicker kicker got, got benched. Nobody cares. Nobody. I figured Nobody. you would. Even oh. even the even Dicker doesn't care that he got benched. He literally does not. All right. All right. Well, just, just figured the the peoples would want to know um, if if you want another uh, little bit more of a breakdown of what I could have done different. Uh, no, anyways, I'm sorry, Uncle Todd is uh, about to blow a no, <laughs> please, blow, no, blow no. a blood vessel. No. Uh, all that being said, looking forward to uh, week three. It is going to be a uh, great matchup, and I will uh, once again uh, vindicate myself uh, as I did in week two. You're wrong. And that is uh, Tales from the Fantasy Gridiron Week 2. Uh, moving right along. You are worse than a Our next uh, topic, uh, which it's been a couple weeks, so much has happened. Much has been ballyhooed and discussed. But uh, Ahsoka, we have, yeah. we have three episodes that have aired since we last spoke of it. Uh, yeah. Episodes three through five. And... Uh, since I've been rambling about my fantasy team, sir, what what is your what are your hot takes on these last three episodes? How are you feeling about the series? What do you think overall? Chef's kiss. Ah. I mean, what else are you gonna say? It, it just really. Oh, he's going for the bourbon. 
What do we got going on there? This what is, is the Willersheim uh, Wisconsin Straight Bourbon Whiskey that I got when I was up in Wisconsin. So Willersheim, isn't that the name of the, like the department store in uh, in in the Polar Express? It might be. <laughs> they go by. Apparently, someone decided to name a distillery after it. So there you go. <laughs> hey, isn't that Haberfeimer's department store? That's um, right. Uh, uh, you know. I'm just really enjoying the hell out of this show. Nice. I've I've said it many times before. I I will continue to say it. I think Rosario Dawson brings so much to that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you you know it's it's not a statement you normally hear in relation to Star Wars. But man, if you did not think that this woman had some acting chops before then before now, come on. Like she just brings a lot. Like this. Like a very kind of textured performance, I think, uh, and I'm just really impressed by it. Of course, I was I'm I'm kind of totally in the bag for anything she does, anyways. But still, yeah. Even putting my own you know heavy bias aside, I think she's done fantastic, and I think the cast around it is is great. Um, you know, just the the entire. I love the entire idea of, you know, Hera, you know, like once a rebel, always a rebel sort of thing and, and bringing Carson into the whole thing. Yeah. Do, I, do, and I, and I do love we have this part music? in it. Do we, we, we got space I don't. Oh. I had to take that out because of the people's court. Uh, we'll um, play that then anyways. Space <laughs> chips, baby. Coming in full tilt. I especially love the part in, uh, in episode five, mm-hmm. Carson's moment of like, you know, uh, you know when uh, when Hera's kid is like looking out, and you start hearing the waves, and mm. it slowly morphs into the lightsaber, and you know, and she's basically like, "Hey, we got to go out and do this again." And he's like, "We've already done that." You know, why do we do this again? And he's like, you know, basically says like, "Well, he can use the force," and he's like, "All right, <laughs> just <laughs> let's go do this." Off. And it's like nothing else needs to be said. Upset. Like, all right, Upset. the kid. The kid, kid can use the force. All righty then. Yep. Um, but no, just it's just great cast. I'm loving this story, man. And I love how again we're in episode five. We ain't got Thrawn yet. We ain't got Thrawn that, yet. Oh, that hurts. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it is does. exactly. It is exactly what I was saying before the show started. Bring him out. Making, making him the shark in Jaws. Uh. You hint at it, and it. The more time it takes to see Thrawn, the bigger the impact when he shows up. Mm. It is going to be phenomenal. I loved in episode five, um, just the entire. Well, I mean, of course, tail like post credits of of four into five. We've got Anakin. And just the entire arc of episode f- of five, where you don't really get Vader, mm-hmm. but they allude to it, and they and the, like some of those flashes, and just the entire like that has got to be one of the best flashback episodes, yeah, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, just done so well, and just overall, <clears throat> I, I saw someone post this on on uh, it was posted somewhere I can't remember now because I'm I have the memory of a gerbil at this point but um you know basically someone's saying like all these people complaining about star wars like you know the mandalorian was great book of boba fett was great 
uh, Obi Wan you know, Kenobi was great. He's like I, there was a time in my life when I didn't think I would ever see anything new in Star Wars. Like, do you understand how awesome this is mm-hmm. to be getting new stuff from this thing that we all thought was so amazing? And we're like, we're that's all we have is we have three movies. That's it. Like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be great if blah 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 blah? And guess what? We're living in the good old days now, folks. Enjoy it, and especially with Ahsoka. I'm on record as saying, like, Kenobi, hey, it was fun. I don't have any urge to rewatch it. Um, it was not their finest hour, even Book Above Fett. It was not <clears throat> as good as The Mandalorian. Man, Ahsoka is killing it mm-hmm. as a series, like, right on the same level as Mando Season 1. And mm-hmm. that's a high bar because it is presenting Hot something race. new. You know, even though this character has been around, but this is like a totally new story for this. And. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Nice. Nice. And you, sir? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's it's a great series. It's got a different tempo and feel to it than Andor. I think Andor was great for, for different reasons. Um, yeah, I, I left out Andor. And, My gosh. And, you know, I, I, I think you made a good – you drew a nice line there to Mando Season 1. I think it is a – it is definitely in that vein um, – I, I really like how they're kind of taking their time, you know, setting the stage of the complacency and, uh, you know, especially episode three, um, really enjoyed that, that exchange that um, Hera had with that one senator when she's talking to like the, the, oh, the yeah. hollow of the five and, and she's like, yeah, did you fight in the war? And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, yeah. So you just sat back and waited to see who was going to come out on top, didn't you? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was just mm-hmm. amazing dialogue because it it gets to the heart of just how difficult establishing the New Republic. You know, they we all in the 80s when we saw Return of the Jedi, it was good triumphed over evil. Mm-hmm. And that was the simple story that was being told. And now when you start to layer in a lot of reality of of the complexity of what comes with that now now that there's a power mm. vacuum now that a new government has to be installed we saw in episode two how people just are like oh yeah these people will just serve the new republic no they won't they're they're kind of the rebels now and so well i mean some of them will so yo know, i yeah but sorry, all it I, takes, I don't mean to paint with a broad brush but well no but I'm, no I, i'm but it's it's making that assumption right Right. That, yeah. Oh well. Hey, as long as the price is right, and yeah, that's true for a lot of folks because yep. a lot of folks are just trying to make a living, and you know, and what they got to s- go home and they got to feed their bantha, and you know, right. Get- and what we're seeing is a a complacent Senate who thinks that they have everything under control. You have mm-hmm. the Herald warning them there is a you know severe chance that someone who is going to be substantial in terms of of you know trying to take us down is is potentially out there and is going to arrive and i get to like 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 i understand some of their skepticism but i also feel it's just interesting that after everything they've been through to get to the point where they have this republic now that they're falling into the same sort of problems that led to their first downfall with the emperor which is they got complacent they let well, you know. even the you, you could even make the case that the empire got complacent. Well, right, right. A- anyone in power gets right g- gets used to where they are, and and yeah. they they lose. You know what? It all goes back to Mickey Goldberg. 
Rock. Oh, no, it's not Mickey. It's uh, Apollo Creed. Eye of the Tiger, baby. The Eye of the Tiger. You lose the Eye of the Tiger once you or you mm-hmm. have to fight to maintain that Eye of the Tiger when, once you once you, you achieve what you're setting out to do. And so we're seeing that with the Republic. So I, I, I like that. Um, really enjoyed. Um, you know, I, I think the hyperspace ring is a really cool concept. I'm, I'm hoping what that leads to is a really cool visual of that thing basically encapsulating the um, the the uh, chimera and and mm. being the tool that brings the chimera back from this galaxy, um, which I think would be really neat. Uh, and then. Um, you know, so that's the that was episode three, time to fly. Episode four, fallen Jedi. Um, you know, th- th- like what I really enjoyed about this one was we really get to see uh, Bale and Skull, you know, really in action here, and and mm. he's such a different kind of antagonist. Like it isn't about is he a Sith? Is he, you know, the master or uh, or, or you know him and Shin Hati's you know dynamic is master and apprentice the 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 rule the sith rule of two uh, like none of that stuff is even you know broached upon it's just he is he's kind of in the middle you know he's someone who's very methodical in what he does he is very um you know, I, I love the scene when when he's faced, you know, face to face with Sabine and she's and she has the orb. And before he does anything, he just stops for a second and he just closes his eyes. And you can just tell he's trying to read from the force, like what's going on with her. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he goes right into the whole thing with Ezra. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he knows exactly what's what her trigger is. And, and he goes right and nails it and does it in a very you know, not so evil way. You know, he, he basically speaks, you know, kind of truth to power for her. Like, this is what you're, this is what you're after. And if you well, want. Well, and it's logic. Like, it, absolutely. it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And he's like, look, this is what I'm, I'm about to do. And you're welcome to come with me willingly. And you can be, re, you know, reconnected with this person you're looking for. And I mean, it was just, it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, his sword fighting, I thought was awesome because it's very, it was almost like, you know, watching him in a Soka fight was like watching a knight kind of fight more of like a ninja almost. Like Ahsoka mm-hmm. has a very different style and he was, you know, very, you know, kind of power oriented, like the way, uh, you know, almost like a knight would fight. Um, and just especially at the end of the episode when he's on the hyperspace ring before they jump, how imposing he looks when he's like next to Elsbeth and, and like without his cloak and everything, he just looks like a very imposing figure. So oh, yeah. I was just so impressed with him and, and that character. And I, and I, I texted uncle Todd after the episode. I'm like, man, I, I really hope they have a great end plan for him or, or, or they take his character out because gosh, if he's still alive at the end of the season and they are, they're going to do a season two, I don't know how you replace Ray Stevenson. I mean, he is just so, it's like watching a master class of acting with him. Uh oh. Ron Todd's Perlman. Reason. Who? Ron Perlman. Ooh. I I okay. I I could see Ron Perlman. I mean, that's you. Know, and, and, and but Sons you still have Sons of Anarchy, to, man. He was phenomenal in Sons of Anarchy. Oh my gosh. You still just have to acknowledge what happened. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. In, in a way, like I, I don't think you necessarily you you pull a roadie, yeah. Like you, you just kind of assume that it happened, and of course you release all the nice statements and all that, you know. Right. But right. man, no, you're totally right. Like he is, he is such an imposing figure. What do you think about uh, about them dropping out the what's the the third one of the trio there? I haven't looked at our real and jabroni picks, but I have a feeling I took a hit on that one. <laughs> 
And, and ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're we're talking about Merrick, who is the Inquisitor-looking mm. like character who is always kind of with Shin Hati and was fighting alongside her. Um, we had we had presupposed that this was going to be uh, potentially Ezra as, as no no you had presupposed I was we, like no it's we, not we presupposed we, what do you got a you got a mouse in your pocket you got a ferret over there Look, you're sitting we can next dial to? back to the episode sir you were in agreement with me I think we both said the real on that one. I don't think so, uh, sir. I'm going to look that up. I, I would very much like you to look that up All because right. I think you are full of horse pucky. All right. Hold on a second here. We're, we're, we're going to look at this. He was a punk. Uh, you are worse than Hulk Hogan. Oh, actually. <laughs> well, we did both agree. Uh, the Inquisitor is Ezra Bridger. We both said jabroni. <laughs> The one we said the real to was uh, it, it was Mara Jade. <laughs> oh oh yeah, gosh. she ain't nowhere to be seen. Which in this, at of this course. point, I don't know if she nor Talon Card will make an appearance because I think this is very much a. Uh, I don't know this building I mean, up to a Thrawn. Is this nine or eight? Eight. So we got six, three seven, left. and eight. I don't know, man. I you know the thing is, I don't put nothing past Dave Filoni now. I don't. No, that's that's that could fair. be that could be very much a post credits, you know, season uh, episode eight sort of thing to yeah. lead into because you got to, again, you got to start introducing some of these characters if you really are going to try and do some semblance of heir to the empire. But yeah, but yeah, that, I, that yeah. I, I goofed a little bit on the world between worlds. I I had thought when they showed that whole virtual like gyroscope that they were using to mm -hmm. locate that other galaxy i thought that was the world between worlds i did not realize uh, yeah see if you if you'd watch rebels which i am in the midst of doing but still not far enough along for any oh yeah you're way sense. away from that yeah um but uh but yeah no i like like i thought that was really cool like like locating the other galaxy um you know we we, we i think we talked about that in a prior episode when we did one and two um what, what do you else? think was better, that that gyroscope sort of thing, like Stonehenge, you know, navigational port, or the the Sith Wayfinder in the Rise of Skywalker? I got to go with this was way cooler than the Sith Wayfinder. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, you that, think that was just <laughs> rather than here's a magic box. That was such a, <laughs> I'm not going to say it right, but that was such a duex machina sort of like. Oh yeah, that's that, totally just like seriously. I mean, he just has like a place, and they've like created like this. Like f freaking huge fleet all of a sudden out of nowhere. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. No. It, it to me. It yeah. I, Again, I sung high praise for Rise of Skywalker. I I need to, to really need to dial that back quite a bit because yeah. I in retrospect, you know. And I know I just got through saying like we're you know just be glad like I mean hey I watched it. It's yeah. It's not like it's the worst thing ever made. It mm -hmm. isn't. But it's it just sucks because of the what I felt could have been a much better third movie had they had I feel Kathy Kennedy and JJ Abrams not completely You can't commit just two whole movies yeah. to making someone this evil character and then all of a sudden decide, oh, you know well, I shouldn't say that because I know they did that with Vader, but my point is like Kylo Ren was just so unforgivable at that point. You know what I mean? Like it's it, like like looking back on the way they did his turn, it just it didn't feel it didn't have the same gravitas that that Vader's turn did. Well, no, because they didn't they didn't treat enough in that movie seriously. No. 
they really didn't and and just sort of like we're like oh and hey forget all this stuff that happened yeah, uh, yeah. but anyways we're not talking about rise of sky skywalker we're talking so, about ahsoka uh what else from episode four um yeah so merrick um th- that was kind of a i mean as much as he went up in dust it was kind of like oh the, the 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 other rumor about him that was floating before that episode was that um he was uh going to be star killer um who was a character from i think either the novels or the video games he was like an apprentice of Darth Vader and so a lot of people thought Mm. um, who was played by what's the actor who played um, oh I can't what was the soldier in BSG who we who we kind of made fun of when we did like our rewatch and and he was talking about the four like he was going through a battle plan with everyone oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it was Hilo he no, not, no, no, not, no, not Hilo. Hilo. It was Crashdown. Crashdown. And I, uh, whoever that actor is, I can't think of his name. He, and why would you? Yeah. He voiced, he has voiced some, oh, Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer. Oh, and wow. Okay. He, I think it's Sam Witwer. Let me double I'll check. I'll look it up while you go. Okay. You go ahead. Anyways, so Merrick was rumored to be him. Um, obviously not. Uh, in retrospect, as soon as everyone kind of caught their collective breaths and saw that he was just a big, you know, dust bag, um, Basically, uh, the connection there is where where Elsbeth is um, part of the you know Night Sisters or or from that that you know clan or whatever they call themselves. Um, that there is precedence in I think Clone Wars for them to basically through their their witchcraft be able to have almost like zombie soldiers, and so it wasn't kind of out of the the realm of possibility that Merrick was just a reanimated or or kind of like you know witchcraft infused soldier um, that just followed her orders, and so um, so so that was a little bit of surprise because we thought you know there'd be a little bit more to him than than what there was. Um, and then what else with four? Um, I, I, I thought the whole jump by the hyperspace ring and the way it kind of wreaked havoc on the ships as they were approaching was kind of cool. Um, they didn't they didn't do the holo maneuver, <sighs> but they but at least you got like the wake of it when it started and how it just kind of oh, yeah. like pushed the ship. I mean, I thought that was really cool for them to have kind of the physics of that going on. Yeah. And and you know that real, it just doesn't blip out of out of existence. Right. Like it's actually traveling along. That a path. was actually cool. Like it didn't just do the shot. You, it's like you saw it just like just kind of gaining speed and like going. You know, and it, which, it just had which a makes feel. sense. Right. When they talk about, especially even in, uh, I don't know if it was Heir to the Empire or if it was the new Thrawn trilogy when they talk about. Uh, actually, I think it was the new the the Thrawn trilogy where they were talking about the. Um, Use, they were blocking hyperlanes mm. and they were you know they they were trying to you know close these hyperlanes and things like that like it makes yeah. sense yeah. like especially when you talk about the the interdictor i think it's the yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, star destroyers where they they will pull a uh, ship out of hyper gra- yeah they they create a gravity well basically yeah. that yeah which i mean that okay now at least you're it just didn't disappear. Like, yeah, it has to. It's actually going that direction. Yep. And if you're in front of it, like, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, but no, that was great. Yeah, it was a great visual. And then uh, with episode five, um, thought it. Uh, you know, honestly, with five, the Anakin Ahsoka stuff, I, I needed to process it for a little bit afterwards because I really, you know, not having the background of Clone Wars and not having some of the Rebels background, it took me a little bit to kind of put the two to to, to put together what what really the lesson was there for her um because you know she she just seemed like this kind of calm at peace kind of person but what was what what i liked about the story was how it was kind of like 
the kick in the pants that she needed, you know, to mm-hmm. basically say, you know, when he asked her to, if she's going to live or die and she, cho- you know, obviously chooses to live, you know, the idea behind that being like up to that point, she was trying to prevent this inevitable conflict that's coming. And, and that is what put a separation between her and Sabine. And, you know, not, not that they were arguing, but just that, that directive of hers to just destroy this at all costs. Don't, you know, if we don't see Ezra, we don't see Ezra, but we, we just got to prevent this, this war. Mm. And it was almost like part of that episode was, you know, was really her reliving those things to understand that, that, that conflict is, is a part of life. You know, you cannot avoid it. And, her acceptance of that mm-hmm. was was just really well done and and i've even read some articles i'm not going to take credit for this I, I saw some articles that describe this but th- you know f- some fans thought that they did a very nice you know almost like a gandalf treatment to this that you know especially the way she kind of is dressed at the end of the episode where she's in a white cloak now it's almost like mm. she's become like like gandalf the white was basically the 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 leader that middle earth needed to to push them in a direction direction to to take on the evil that was growing and now she is kind of wearing that same visage you know of 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 this this leader and she's at peace and she's ready to go you know she's ready to go live she doesn't know what she's going to find but she's ready to go do it and And i love that i love that at the end where she you know they're like we don't know where we're going yeah but it's better than it's better than going nowhere right or something to that effect which is what she was doing in a way like she was trying to she was trying to control a situation that cannot be controlled and now she's she's at peace and understands what she needs to do and so i thought the 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 bits with anakin were great i love those visuals where especially as as they get deeper into it where he's like walking away from her in battle Mm. and you see it flicker into vader and then he flickers back so well done rather than just giving you vader oh my gosh like even my wife who who you, you you know, I, I, you know, she she enjoys this stuff, but you know, I'm I'm probably a little bit more of a sci-fi geek. But even like she, during when we watched it, she's like, that was really cool. Like she really yeah. liked that visual, and and rightfully so, it was very well done. And and, and it, well, it's something that you could picture happening in like a dream, yeah, or something 100%. like that. Like yeah, oh, that is totally. And in, in a way, it was it brought in like a a very subtle sort of horror vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like in a very like in a not heavy handed way, but it really like there was dread. Yes. In that moment. Yes. And you don't get that a lot in 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 Star Wars. Like it's select moments and there's there's very few that I can come I mean, of course, the end of Rogue One when we when Vader appears in that mm-hmm. hallway yep. and you just and the, the the immediate like there's excitement but then it's there's dread underneath oh, that yeah. like yeah everyone's gonna die now yeah everyone in that hallway is dead yeah and in a way they knew it yep. like even the dude who's like handing off the, the the info at the very end like he's like i am toast there's no way i'm making it out of this yeah. now, you know the thing and that I, same sort of thing the thing i didn't make the connection to and this is maybe a minor point when they were doing the 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 um, flashback to the siege of Mandalore, that was the night of a thousand tears, right? Um, because what I find I, shocking I don't about know. what I find shocking about that is if that is true, then then Anakin and Ahsoka were basically part of the army that basically ousted the, the Mandalorians. 
which is kind of interesting. No, because I I think it I think it's two different things because the Night of a Thousand Okay, okay. The Night of a Thousand Tears was the Empire. Okay, so that that was purely Empire. That was not. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Okay, so all, all in all, and, and and I thought you know end of episode four, Anakin was looking a little freaky. Episode five, I thought the de aging was much more natural. Didn't didn't mm. seem as as you know fake or or as as you know just I don't know kind of. It, it seemed very fake to me on, in, at the end of episode four. There was something almost like creepy about it. Episode five, it looked like Hayden Christensen. It looked like Anakin when he was younger, and and it it, it didn't play as badly. So, um, so that was cool. Um, you know, you talked about you know the Carson Harris stuff was was funny and and was good. What was the other thing? Um, you know, honestly, the Purgles don't come across as cheesy as I thought they were going to. I thought they did a nice mm-hmm. job with them, mm-hmm. um, and. And I saw something today, which kind I of love how I love how they have you know the all of a sudden the big one comes out of the clouds and yeah. Hu Yang is like that appears to be one of the big ones. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, Spanky, yeah. really appreciate. Wow, all that circuitry that you got going on there, you were <laughs> able to figure that one out, eh? <laughs> Good on you. Oh my. Oh, the the thing that uh, sorry, but, but like before I get to the purgle thing, the the thing that really perked my ears up, uh, partially for real and jabroni, it purgled your ears up or perked? Perked. Perked my ah. ears up, not purgled, perked, was uh, when they when Hera or Carson was talking about Senator Organa, which I'm like, that's mm-hmm. a real jabroni we got. Are we gonna, Now, we, we said we have to see her, not that we heard about her, so it would be good if we see her, but it was very cool to kind of hear her name dropped in the context of this time period. That's because right. Because she, she is active right now. She is an active mm. member of the New Republic government. Mm-hmm. Um. So switching back to the Purgles, though, one thing that blew my mind today, and I saw this over over lunch, was an article saying uh, or theorizing when. Um, so in the beginning of Mando season three, when they are hyperspacing somewhere, Grogu um, turns, looks, and almost kind of reaches out to yeah, this visage of a Purgle. Someone is theorizing that the Purgle, because we don't know when Ahsoka actually starts and it most likely could be before Bando season three, is that the Purgle we see is the Purgle that just jumped. Hmm. And that Grogu knows Ahsoka, and so he kind of reached out because from a Force perspective, he knows. Oh. Is that not crazy if that's what that oh. really was? Oh, Filoni, you brilliant bastard. You diabolical <laughs> genius. <laughs> Somewhere Paul Heyman's like, that's pretty good. <laughs> Respect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, And then he goes into his normal spiel. My name is Paul Heyman. All right. Anyways. uh, (laughs) No, no. My name is Paul Heyman. (laughs) You know who I I think that I think Tommy Dreamer has the best Paul Heyman impersonation (laughs) of all times. The other night I was I was I was a. I don't know what it is lately, man. I, I, I have, I have, I have, I suffered from insomnia. Well, not really. So I kind of enjoyed it. I always liked it being awake a lot longer than everyone else. But I, yeah, I dealt yeah. with insomnia in high school and college, and afterwards. And then I kind of got away from it because I, I hit my forties, and you need sleep. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, insomnia is back, kicking my ass. And mm-hmm. so I've had a couple of these nights where I'm like. I'm just awake. Yeah. And I don't want to be. Like I've done everything right. I've done my my chamomile tea. I do yeah, I'm an old bastard, whatever. I don't care. I just want sleep. 
I've done everything right and I just can't sleep. Yeah. And so I've, yeah. I've been watching a lot of like documentaries and stuff laying on my couch, just praying for the sweet release of unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched, you know, one night I watched the rise and fall of ECW oh, and then I followed it up. Documentary. Oh, oh it is gosh. fantastic. And then I followed it up with like the real untold stories of, of, the ECW or whatever that yeah. show they did a few years ago and they have Tommy Dreamer on there and Tommy Dreamer talking about you know when he when he first met Paul and then he's talking to Paul on the phone and Paul is pretending to be this other guy <laughs> and Tommy Dreamer's or the time at the time that he met he met Paul Heyman in a, in a in a parking lot to like do something he's like he's like Tommy Dreamer you look like a cop are you a cop and he's like no you look like a cop. <laughs> and just, but his impersonation of Paul is great with Paul's thing like right next to him and Paul just just giggling. It, the, it's just like spot on, spot on. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's not spot on, but it's yeah. it's like yeah. style. It's a caricature. And it, in, in that way, it's it's so it's kind of it's so not close nice. that it's perfect. Nice. You know. Uh, but anyways, cool. how do we get from like Ahsoka to Tommy Dreamer? I don't know, like but let's let's bring it on step. back. So jumps with the Purgles. Uh, so what I theorize um, is going to happen with six, seven, eight. I, I really hope that similar to Andor, they're using those three episodes as like kind of an arc. You know, mm. of we're now in the new galaxy. We're going to find Thrawn. We're going to be introduced to some things. They're going to jump back. So I'm I'm really uh, I, I I I was heartbroken about five not having Thrawn because and again this is my fault built it up in my head you know I I read about how this was going to be in theaters um, I had to imagine the only reason you would put it in theaters that Thrawn was going to debut because even though Anakin well, was there and that yeah. was cool having Hayden Christensen as as a central point of that episode I still don't come away feeling like that was theater worthy you know what i mean like that i don't know man that that was that was a mother of an episode it, it it's not saying it was a bad episode it's just does it demand that kind of venue you know what i mean no but you know what if if there's an if there's an episode that i would have wanted to see on a Am big I screen booking dominic mysterio in wembley stadium against no, you know no <laughs> who the hell's booking dominic who's booking dirty dom no if anything you book mommy in that situation <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry, That's but you right. know, I mean, as we all know, mommy's always on top. That's right. <laughs> Which the first time she dropped that line and Dominic's expression in the background was priceless. Because it was sort of like shock and oh then he just sort gosh. of like, he was sort of like nodding, just like, mm. I'll run with it. Why not? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, but no, like in terms of, I'm just, uh, I'm just going from the terms of, not necessarily surprise or anything like that, but the visuals. Mm. Those visuals, yeah, on a big screen, I can't. It, those visuals coupled with the story that they told, yeah. I can't say I don't know that I would want to pay you know whatever a full price movie ticket is, but you say, hey, for uh, you know ten bucks you can watch that episode in IMAX, or like eight bucks mm-hmm. you can watch that episode in IMAX. You know what? I could be convinced because you know, but I mean, it, going into it not knowing is a little rough, but knowing it now, like shoot, I might, I might buy that ticket. I wonder but. if they did it because some of the fans would assume. It could be a Thrawn debut, and, and I think it's know, a test. The fact that it's in the theater would—I don't know. 
I think it's a I'm test. Speculating. I'm speculating. I think it's a test run. They're they're looking to see just gauge interest, and and kind of a, a you know, you know, you've got Hayden Christensen, you know, mm-hmm. you've got Anakin showing up, you know, this is a big moment, and just seeing kind of what it's like. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, did oh, like, and if you're shocked, like, wow, that many people bought tickets to this, oh, then episode eight is totally going to be in theaters. Mm-hmm. And where this might be Disney looking at ways like, okay, how do we monetize this? How do we get more than the $14.99 or whatever Disney Plus is per month? How do we get people to maybe go to a theater and watch a series finale? Mm-hmm. Or maybe even like a series premiere when you have when you when you would normally drop two episodes. Think about this. Okay. So and again, you're doing it on a mid of the series episode and granted yeah you know now you know Anakin's gonna be in it okay Mm -hmm. even with just that there's people who would be tempted to show up if you knock that out imagine if you have I don't know whatever like say they decide oh Mando season 4 is coming out and we're gonna drop the first two episodes on Disney Plus same day in the theater, you can go see Mando's season four, episodes one and two, back to back. Plus, there is going to be additional scenes only available in theaters. Mm. And those the, those episodes those those scenes are not going to make it onto the plus, mm-hmm. not for another year. I could or, see or that six and... months or whatever. And if you if you told me because that's essentially if you do forty five minutes, fifty minute one and two episodes plus another 15 20 minutes of extra stuff you got a feature i'd go i'd plunk down some money for that i read that they did film a sequence with hayden christensen and her uh, and rosario dawson Mm -hmm. uh, on mustafar and that one of the flashbacks would end up being ahsoka fighting him um and and I, I don't remember if it was revealed like what but anyways to your point if they wanted to drop content like okay then I could see that right because now you got to draw a little bit you know you you you, mm-hmm. you you have a draw of something that fans would would be pulled to and 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 really would would want to see so I I hear you I hear you. I, but the other thing I think too it was is you- it, because it was mired in mystery I think that's the thing that probably drew people to that if anything because they thought something big was going to happen what that big thing well, was they really didn't know so and the thing is I got to say this even if you thought Thrawn was going to debut if you walked away upset after that episode I don't know what to tell you man you're just you're very unhappy with life because I was unhappy because I want to see the man well, I no I'm talking I'm talking about man. if you went to the if you went to buy a ticket at the theater oh uh, yeah, I hear and you. you weren't satisfied with seeing those visuals. I, I, yeah. I think, and I've thought about this as soon as you said it to me. I'm like, I th- this is a test run. Yeah, and eventually, Could this be. is how because Dis- Disney has been very upfront, like about, hey, we got to make money at this because mm-hmm. it's not like they're doing. It's not like Draw they're doing El Cheapo. Me money. They're not doing the Netflix or Amazon route where it's like, yeah, we got Sylvester Stallone in you know the Samaritan, and it's hey, it's a, it's an, it's a comic book movie. <laughs> It's a made-for-TV, straight-to-video comic book movie with slightly better production. Yeah, yeah. And a bigger star. And you paid one guy. So they're chunking out stuff that is, I mean, say what you want about some of the Marvel stuff. Disney's, I mean, uh, Star Wars series has been friggin' top-notch mm-hmm. in terms of 
effects in terms of you know scale yeah all of that i can see why you know Iger and the rest of disney would be like we need to figure out how to make some more money off of this because we are spending a buttload of it how are we going to make some money off of this yep. you know we got to get the profit margin up fair enough hey you, you guys are the one who built all this stuff so okay you know but anyways went a little deep in that one well Coming out of the hot takes, which turned into long takes on episodes three through five. No one ever saw that coming. I would say we are still bullish on how Ahsoka is going to uh, finish up. Would Would you agree? I would. And by the way, it was Sam Witwer. You were totally correct, sir. Hands are up right now, ladies and gentlemen, victory. All right. Uh, I thought you were doing the Stone Cold. Little snug. Little snug, Little Sam. snug. I got lucky on the Sam Witwer. <laughs> Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Even if it's its own. Uh, All right. Um, we're, we're at about the 50-minute mark on the Week in Geek here. Uh, how about we uh, – I, I have one more item, but why don't we d- defer that until the next episode? And uh, Are we talking item four? Item four. Oh, oh okay. no, no. I, I, I'm, yeah, item four. Let's, let's get to item three. We'll get through that quickly. Yeah, because we can't make it out, out of this without talking a little wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, Uncle Todd texts me Friday evening and says, uh, hey, what did you think of the uh, the man returning uh, to his favorite spot? Yeah! And what he was referring to is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in Denver, Colorado, Friday. No, 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 no. It, it, excuse me. Okay. Finally. Oh, there we go. In Denver, Colorado. The Rock has come back to smack down oh my gosh the pop oh place went insane place went insane i don't care if they sweetened that a little bit or whatever but all you heard you know when of course the music hits if you smell and then you couldn't even hear the second half of the catchphrase that's how loud the pop was it it overloaded the pa yep fan friggin tastic yep Yep, the man who who uh, was the man when the show became what it was came back to it and uh, and did so in in top you know just just in in top working order uh, was involved in a little bit of a, a back and forth with Austin Theory and was uh, just hysterical as always uh, was able to get an entire arena to chant not. A single catchphrase, but to have half the arena chat one ha- chant one half of it, and the other half of the arena to chant the other in perfect synchronicity. The man damn is, near turned this into row, row, row your boat. I mean, basically like around. I mean, this is amazing. Holy moly! And then on top of it, we finally get our first people's elbow, and I don't know how long. And uh, the man looks like he hasn't lost a step doing it. Uh, I was kind of hoping he was going to do the old like business shoe shimmy off the ropes, you know, just kind of slide and then drop. But no, he. He, he he did the full on uh, you know running uh, people's elbow. Uh, now did you notice he was he was a he was a little bit careful when he came out to the ring and got on the corner ropes for the first time mm-hmm. in a long time. Like you notice he kind of scoped that out just a little bit more than he used to. Yes, Ooh. yeah, not not, not as uh, automatic as it once was. So which I mean, granted, he's probably, that dude has got to be carrying an extra 30, 40 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Oh, he looks. Then when he was. I mean, there's. That's why people are like, "Oh, you can come back and wrestle." I'm like, he is not in ring shape. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he's. I mean, not to say like he's he's fat or anything, but I mean, that's a, a ton of muscle to haul around and then try and try and add cardio to it. Yeah. 
I'm betting he hasn't seen a stairmaster or a treadmill in a while. The, I'm just saying. The, I think it was. I think the last WrestleMania Triple H wrestled in was against Sting. I think that was the last one he wrestled in. Okay. And there was a clip. It's on YouTube. If you look it up, it's probably still there. But basically, um, it's it's just it's kind of like a a you know documentary style take on he he's eating some food and they're talking about his diet and that sort of thing and he's basically saying like like how he kind of eats to prepare but he, he, the 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 thing that that he was really hitting on was he's like he's like at my age and with mm-hmm. the amount of mileage I have on my joints he's like I'm actually trying to get as as light as I can so mm-hmm. that I am not putting so much you know um you know pressure on 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 yeah. the joints he's like i i can't do you know the big you know he's definitely triple h is still muscular still you know a big guy but when you saw him come out for sting i mean he was more slender than he normally would be and and i think oh, yeah some of that is to your point because of their age and because of the mileage on the joints being you know full-time pro wrestler for however many years he did it you know he he's got to be careful about stuff like that. So to your point with Rock, where Rock is like full blown out because he's, you know, doing movies where he needs to be the big muscular guy. Yeah, that's that's a lot that he's carrying, and he's got to like you know, and he's also fifty plus years old, I believe. So, yeah. so yeah, so it, it it was fantastic seeing Dwayne Johnson back back in his his old stomping grounds on SmackDown, and uh, you, you know, g- giving it to Austin Theory verbally, giving it to him with a with a people's elbow, and and the crowd was eating up every second of it, and it was and Pat McAfee getting in his own people's elbow, and then we had Pat McAfee who just had to like <laughs> just insert himself into all of it. it I mean, I, I'll I'll give credit where credit is due. Some of the comedy of it was watching McAfee's like facials and reactions mm. to what The Rock was doing, which was fantastic yeah. because it was very cool to see this. And for a lot of these, I mean, one commenter on on the YouTube clip that I watched of this whole thing said something effective. Can you believe Theory was uh, born when Austin and Rock? were at their apex and here mm-hmm. he is in the ring with this guy taking a people's elbow. Yeah. People may look at that and say, "Oh, Theory's getting jobbed out." You know what? Theory is probably riding high because he just stood in a he had a full 15-minute segment. They had to rewrite the freaking show because Rock went so long with this. Yeah. And he Well, and and half of that was like crowd reaction. Like he's yes. literally just there like, "I what do I do? Talk over the pop?" Right. You don't talk over the pop. No, you don't. You 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 let it simmer. You let it, you know, marinate. You let it do its thing. And so, yeah, he's riding high on that one, man. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. How many guys get to say they did that at, at this stage of their career? So, uh, yeah, no, th- it was phenomenal. It was great to see him back. And he, you know, like I said, he it looked like he hadn't missed a beat in terms of his character, his wit, his reactions. It was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah. The, two things. I mean, I will. I will disagree slightly. Not like he's lost a step, but it's the the um, uh, the suspension of disbelief takes a hit because you. It's it's no longer the Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. And I and I and I get it, folks. I get it. I understand that these are professional athletes and that they are they are portraying a character. My gosh, you look like you're gonna. You look like you're going to pull an elbow out trying really to get that cork out. I wanted to accentuate out. the popping of the cork. All right. But I, I thought you were going to pull something else. No, like, I did not. First person to ever get a hernia while pulling a cork out of a whiskey bottle. My back! <laughs> but, um... So I get it. Like, there, I get it. But, but at this point, Dwayne Johnson has so far outstripped 
the character of The Rock in terms yeah. of like you now know Dwayne Johnson as Dwayne Johnson, and I don't I don't know how many other professional wrestlers could ever kind of cop to that, mm-hmm. you know, because we now get that Dwayne Johnson is this total separate entity, as opposed to like Hulk Hogan. You kind of always still. You know, the, and Ric Flair and guys like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still enough that it ties together. You know, whereas now it just feels like Dwayne is so different from The Rock. Yeah. So you get it's it's very much like, oh yeah, I get he's oh he's playing The Rock now. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was that. But still, no, it was great. Uh, the other thing was, am I the only person who, as soon as Pat McAfee lined up for his people el- people's elbow, instantly had flashbacks to Snoop doing his <laughs> impromptu people's elbow? <laughs> Oh my gosh. And hearing Cornette talk about her, was it Cornette or Pritchard? I can't remember who it was, but they talked about Oh my gosh. And they were and they were like, you know, and of course, you know, it looks like crap until he went to drop it and then He's like dropped it so stiff that it it was the one and only time a people's elbow has actually hurt anybody <laughs> because he full on left the ground. He was like, no ah! snug, no snug on the people's elbow. A little snug, like he tried to oh. cave in the dude's sternum. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, oh my god! You know, but Freaking it's like ah, it's Snoop, whatever. You Good know. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was fantastic, and uh, kind of interesting to see where you know if if Dwayne is going to be uh, you know doing a couple things or if this is just kind of a one-off show up and give the give the kid a rub and mm-hmm. head off i don't know well and and you know the the long-standing theory and he kind of confirmed it uh, so earlier in the day uh the rock was on pat mcafee's show on espn and they were talking and he did confirm for a while he said there that we were locked in it was going to be me against roman reigns mm-hmm. and that's kind of the big money match that i think a lot of people want to see i i know i would be very interested in seeing that i know he's 50 i know he's past his prime but as a feature you know just to kind of see you know kind of the old guard from the samoan family against the new guard of the samoan oh, family hell. That, give that to me like even uh, even in his 50s he amazing. still works twice the freaking pace that roman reigns does <laughs> Yeah, Roman's, Roman's going to have to work in this match because it ain't going to be like the J.U. So, oh, oh, my Lord. gosh. Maybe you can drag Sleepy along with him and actually get a halfway decent match. Oh, I mean, oh. Gosh. That's hysterical. But I've, I've actually read – I was reading uh, – I forget again, I can't remember where some of this stuff is. My freaking dumpster fire memory just keeps erasing where the sources are. Mm. But I swear I saw this where they're talking about there's still a way for that to happen. Okay. Okay. And then essentially what they did by, by having Cody lose to Roman is it kind of splits them off. And, mm-hmm. and now you have these other things happening and stuff will go on and all this. And and eventually then, you know, but Cody is still kind of referencing Roman yeah, as he's still going through all this. And so you get Rock out to put over Roman. Again, you now you're beefing Roman up and he, he's still kind of, now he's kind of still on his own. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the bloodline is disintegrating. And then that all circles back to Cody coming back for Roman and Ro- and, t- and taking out Roman's title. And uh, and finally winning that. And and kind of turn it into like a two, yeah. two and a half year story. Well, maybe what you do is you do The Rock either at Survivor Series or you do The Rock at Royal Rumble. I don't think you do that. Because I, th- I really? think there was, there was another one that said uh, somehow... Because so somehow the idea is that that Cody would would be in this year's Rumble, not at number thirty. Okay, and somehow Roman would cost him the Rumble, mm-hmm. and then in twenty twenty five, Cody wins the Rumble, so therefore he has the shot at Roman at WrestleMania 2025? again. Twenty twenty five. Yeah. Twenty twenty four. 
No, because 2024 is coming up now. Oh, my gosh. No way. People aren't going to wait that long. Another year and a half of Roman as a champ. But the idea being that that Rock ends up, Rock and Roman are this year, are this coming up WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So then from what, April until then the the next Rumble, Mm -hmm. you start getting Cody and Roman crossing paths more. He, and that culminates at the next WrestleMania. It's a long ass time, dude. It is. But again, now, I mean, Roman's only working part time, and Cody is money in the bank and, for these dudes right well, now. If they can keep feeding him quality opponents. I mean, he's not going to get someone like Brock Lesnar all the time, which which keeps his cachet up and which keeps him. Yeah, but he, he's got to be in that underdog, you know, spot. Well, anyway, so Jey Uso has been moved to to Raw now, right? There's this hanging again. So so now there, what you do is hold, hold, what you do hold, hold is on, you get on, you on. get through all this and. <laughs> I I gotta get this out. Okay, all right. Sorry. There's this hanging storyline thing going on where there's going to be a talent move from Raw to SmackDown to to offset the Jey Uso move, and mm-hmm. the the leading theory is it's going to end up being Cody because that's going to be how they line Cody up to face Roman because then Cody and Roman will be on the same show. Now it doesn't mean that he's a lock for that, but it takes away the fact that he split off from him being on a totally different brand. So that's all I was okay. going to say. Now go go to your fantasy booking. Sorry about that. All right, but I'm just saying another way that you do that you don't have you don't always get an opponent like Brock Lesnar. I mean, right now Cody's fighting. All you got to do is all you got to do is pay some uh, some music royalty rights to get cult of personality, and I I think that you might have a little something something so, there. The, to hold to tide you over. Okay. <laughs> the one thing I will get, grant you when it comes to, and this was supposed to be a short segment. Once again, we're running long. <laughs> Good God Almighty. We're, we're going to do lightning round on all of the real economies. I'm telling Daniel you right Joseph now. And the shepherds. All right. So. <laughs> Good thing that many of one is remember season one. So this is going to be real short. The one thing coin. I could see, or, or two things. So you, mean, so, so you mentioned CM Punk. Fine. Yeah. The other thing that could Bowie. Cody through 2024 is, and he makes no bones about this, MJF and AEW, his contract expires next year, and he has not re-signed with the company. And if WWE makes a major overture for him, because he is a freaking amazing heel, like he is probably one of the very rare natural people hate his guts, but yet, you know, like... (laughs) Still kind of respect him a little bit? Yeah kind of heel and if he were to come in with their history in that company Mm. to 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 back you know the story of whatever wwe comes up with i could see then cody having a nice long feud with him which would then lead into you know him going for roman and maybe mjf splitting off for the w for the world heavyweight championship so i i'm just saying i there's some potential variables that could make the rock as the opponent next year thing work Mm. But I have a major concern of, of keeping Cody as hot as he is. I mean, that's a lot to keep Cody hot for like a year and a half waiting mm. for a world title shot. I mean, at some point, if people anyone are just going to get though, tired of it, you know? If anyone can do it, though, man, that cat right now, he is he is hitting on all cylinders. He's got to make sure he's got good opponents, that's all. I mean, Dom Dom's a good opponent because I guess everyone just hates him. I mean, it's hysterical oh, to God, see him yes. try to talk, and, and the crowd just drowns him out. And he tries oh, to talk, yeah. and they, they literally drown him out. They hate him so much. Oh, it's great <laughs> because it's not go-away heat. No. 
and it's nuclear it's, it's, heat. It is just this visceral nuclear heel oh, heat that he gosh. has, and it's great. And he feeds off of it. And the fact that he has he has Rhea Ripley, like who is amazing. Oh gosh, yeah. And and can then channel that. Mm-hmm. And, and play off of that and seems to love that almost more than Dom does. <laughs> like yeah. you almost you almost have the feeling actually, can I stand next to this guy for the rest of my career? Because man, this is great. Yeah. I can I can work with all of this. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh, it was great. Um and actually uh, what, Rhea hitting a five star hitting a frog splash, mm-hmm. stealing that move from from Dom and Eddie. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Um yeah. No, all 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 good things. All good things. Absolutely, we'll see. Absolutely, we will see. It's good to see the rock back. Good to see the rock back. It was all right. We are now an hour and deep into the show. My friends, is a once again lengthy and laborious week in geek. Just a, that's it. That's right. All right, and uh, and before we dive into our regular show now, uh, I'm gonna have to call a timeout. <laughs> Do you need a bladder break? I most <laughs> definitely do. I've got back teeth floating right now. Oh, so we are, we are going to have the pause that refreshes. Very nice. We are back from our little uh, visit to the indoor outhouse, at least in my case. I like that, that music you uh, insert in there when, when we have the bathroom break. It's like very uh, 1950s sort of uh, commercial. Well, I, I try to I try to do that. Are we going to get the people's uh, I, I court use... music at some point? I think we need to have that. We need to have some funk, you know, as we well, get into we'll, the adjudication a, of uh, maybe towards park. the end of our adjudication. But all we need right. we need the lightning round this mofo. Okay, oh, we so will. we will. It's all good. It's all good. <sighs> That's what makes me nervous. Is every time you say that, Dude, it doesn't turn out that way. You were worried about Ahsoka, and we ran through that like like nothing, like a knife, hot knife through butter. <laughs> what are you? What is that? Oh, it's a some sort of piping that he's. Is that what you swat at the arachnids with? This well, I've I've thought about it. That's why I have it handy. This is a uh, this is a toilet uh, feed connector, and uh, I once and this upon is a time near your computer and microphone. <laughs> oh, it's my workbench, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the high quality sort of setup. I've also got. I've also got. Hang on a second here. Let me show you this. Oh my God, <laughs> Uncle Todd and his implements of doom. <laughs> I think I got enough crowbars. Jeez Louise, man. What are you what are you gonna do with all those crowbars? You know? Oh my gosh. Well, if there, I don't, it, I don't know when I might need to crow something, but I got a bar for it. Let me tell if you. If there's ever a, a crowbar fiend roaming in the greater Portland area, we will. Uh, we'll That's know. home security right there. <laughs> Why? Good lord, man. All right. All yes. right. Are you ready to get down to the main event? <sighs> Not really, but hey, let's uh, let's kick this pig in the in the Two junk. Two plus anyways. years, man. It's been since we talked about this show. Two plus years. <laughs> And yep. We we and and I and remember we remember dis- none of it. <laughs> I remember distinctly when we got through the real jabroni. We we're all excited, you know. Now that we had seen the end of Loki season one, oh, the multiverse is coming. It's been two years, and we still don't got really the multiverse. And we really haven't gotten a whole lot. Come on, Marvel, get on it. <laughs> it's like a Roman Reigns entrance. Oh, it's like <laughs> Roman Reigns Jey Uso match is what that is. Oh, don't let's not let's not. Hey, you know the jury's still out. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Like right. we yeah, we both drinks had to, at the same time. We both as we had got to take a this. sip Here after that one. Like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ready to roll, baby. Number one, 
All right. So, Real Jabroni, the sources. Oh, yeah. So, Real Jabroni, uh, once again, just for anyone who hasn't listened to this, basically, we're going to adjudicate these rumors and hearsay from the interweb uh, and possibly from the mind of the man they call Tim. And we're going to say whether it's going to happen or whether it is not going to happen. And that will be the real means true. The jabroni means false. Mm-hmm. And once again, this is our tribute to, of course, that legend of, of the, the squared circle and of the interwebs in general, the Iron Sheik. Mickey Thank you, Sheiky. All right. Uh, sources for these theories uh, that I have. You are worse than Hulk Hogan. Absolutely. Uh, that I have cobbled together uh, come from the following sources gamesradar.com. Yes, there is a site yeah. called gamesradar.com, uh, techadvisor.com, which. Yeah. outside of advising tech is advising theories. Uh, ScreenRant.com. Yeah. MovieWeb.com. Yeah. And finally, uh, Medium.com. Just a... <laughs> That's it. So with all that being said, uh, in the immortal words of L.A. Knight, let me talk to you. <laughs> let me talk to you. Oh, yes. You are a all right, sir. Our first uh, set of theories uh, is, of course, uh, we, we, we've kind of evolved over, over the years of this, and we now have uh, subsections of this. And our first subsection is called In or Out. This is uh, really about uh, who we will encounter in, in the series, who we will see, who we will not see. Uh, so number one, uh, because we are dealing with Loki, Kang, and the multiverse, uh, number one, we will see Doctor Strange. Jabroni. Really? I don't know. It feels like a little obvious. You know what? I'm going with the real, baby. Might be the bourbon right. talking, but I'm going with the real. It's totally the bourbon talking. It is totally the bourbon talking. <laughs> I, I am going to come out of this. I'm going to come out of a soaking in this. Two bottles short is what I'm going to come out of. It's like, good God. Actually, you're going to come out three bottles short because by the time this episode's done, you're going to finish that bottle you got in front of you. That is fair. Um, <laughs> that is the one. Th- uh, that, that is an aspect of this that Uncle Todd did not touch on, which is uh, there yes. is a bottle of bourbon on the line. There is a spending limit. Uh, we we do have we 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 do have boundaries. We do have uh, you know. It's about three fifty. Three fifty. Have you locked this monster? <laughs> How do I not have that on the soundboard? I know. Come on, man. <laughs> he said, you know, "I need about in, I need about three fifty." In some three In some way, though, if you remember. When we would frequent that that Chili's restaurant, oh my gosh, and, taking it way back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Uncle Todd and I worked uh, at, during our college. Oh dear years. God, uh, so much for the lightning round of this. Just 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 let 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 let's oh get this. God. Oh God, oh Timmy Timmy's had himself a little no, happy juice. No, no, he's no, gonna no, get no, all no. misty eyed. No, no, no. So we worked at. Uh, this is back when Service Merchandise was still a a vibrant company. Oh, see now you're giving away de- you're giving away secrets. They can track track us down now. All right. Anyways, uh, worked in the warehouse at a service merchandise in the greater New England area. Uh, we would then, uh, every Wednesday night when South Park was huge, we would actually mm. go with uh, you know the crew that we were working with, we would go to Chili's afterwards, and we would actually watch the latest episode of South Park at the bar. Um, 
with all four TVs in the bar. With all four, yeah, we, on, we commandeered all four televisions. And I the mean, only re- way we could do this is one of one of the guys we worked with was really good friends with the bartender. There we go. And we also had a guy who worked with us who weighed about three hundred and seventy-five pounds and was like six eight. Yeah, he he, he was kind of our, our our big boss man. So uh, oh, no, yeah. no one was going to screw with that guy. And it's going to be hard time. <laughs> It's gonna be hard time. <laughs> Whether you're talking big boss man hard time or dusty roads hard time, it's the same oh result. Oh my gosh! So work or shoot, the result is the same. That's right. And and you know, in some ways, that was my you know kind of my foot in the door of of that high life of, of being treated, you know, being comped, being <laughs> the high life. You know what I mean? Like like we we, we, we had didn't run get of that comped place. anything. They didn't even get. They, I'm sure, pretty sure they made us pay for the chips and salsa. Yeah, they everyone else did. got it for free. They made us pay. They probably. <laughs> Anywho, uh, but that's that's a little story, you know, just kind of behind. What our, did that our, have to do with anything? Because we did the three fifty bit, and that was about you know South Park. So, uh, okay, all right. So I'm going to say the real on Doctor Strange. You're going to say the Jabroni. We already have yes. a split. This is going to be an interesting one. Uh, number two, we will see Scarlet Witch, real or Jabroni? Jabroni. All right. I'm going to go in Jabroni as well. I I think they're going to save her uh, revelation for a uh, film sort of thing. Uh, Number three, we will see an Eternal. I haven't heard from the Eternals in a long time. And so there were a couple theories bandied about about maybe we get an appearance of an Eternal here who is, uh, you know, kind of helping guide the way for Loki and Mobius. It almost feels like they're trying to Jedi mind trick us out of the Eternals. Like, these are not the MCU stars you are looking for. No, they are not. (laughs) I didn't think that movie was that terrible. It just wasn't fantastic. And, you know. Not that it was um, terrible, but it's like we haven't heard anything about the large aliens that are going to smash our globe. You know? Well, yeah, that appear to everybody on the planet. Um, That's a little odd. You would think that would have made the news. Um... Mm, you know what? I'll gosh, this feels like one where I should have gone with Doctor Strange, and I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the real. All right. I'm gonna go. It feels G- like it is about time for them to to pull one of those in. I'm gonna go Jabroni on this one. You could do that. Just letting you know. All right, number four. Uh, we will see Zaniac. Now, I talked about Zaniac a few episodes ago. There was a theory. You that- did? Yeah. I prepare for Week in Geek, and this is how this is how you treat me. And damn, my daughter's wedding. This is what you do to me. Look, at, I don't remember anything about Zaniac. Zaniac was, was a character. Was that one of them THC seltzers that, that Patrick slipped me? Was that one of those episodes? It probably was. Maybe it was the one where you know he ate his fish and I don't know kept the fish in the drink or what, like whatever the bit was you did there with him. I I, I don't I don't remember it all. But there was a was fish. That, there was a was refrigerator. That when he made the fish. There was milk. Smell- and there was just disgust going. So, oh yes, <laughs> good old Patrick. Oh, are you ever going to broadcast from HQ again? Because I, I you know, we do kind of. I, miss... I did not. Uh, I did last week or the oh, last episode. Okay, yeah. so uh, we we had video. he wasn't around. We had which video was off, so I did not see. I him. was a little concerned because I hadn't seen him in a couple days. All right. He showed back up. How many years uh, has he been an intern for this this show? I don't know, but he's getting to the he's getting to the point where he's just like a he's like a case of herpes. Like he <laughs> you think it's gone and then he just oh comes God. back roaring. Good God. <laughs> 
man. Oh, can't can't shake this thing, you know. Oh my god, I've got right. an intern for life. Let me open up one of these links because they talked about Zaniac here. So let, let, let me just see if I can get the oh, god. So, you know, the lightning round is turning. Well, into... you ask, and now you're going. I didn't. To I to didn't ask. Did I ask. just. You're like. I did. You made this face like who is Zaniac? That wasn't asking. That was me making an expression. All right. Uh, okay. Are we married or something? Zaniac, like this sounds like a fight I'd be having with my wife. Zaniac is an obscure Thor villain who has the ability to possess people to commit gruesome murders. Oh, he sounds fun. So there was a theory going around that maybe he would materialize as an antagonist in Loki season two. Um, you know, as 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 an antagonist to Loki as opposed to Thor. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this Zaniac character being? Uh, part of that real jabroni jabroni that feels like such a, a like a geeky deep pull that it's yeah. like no no uh this one is the uncle todd special uh we will find where did you go on that one did you go jabroni I, well? I went jabroni as well okay I, I don't think zaniac's making an appearance uh number five we will finally see mephisto <laughs> Gosh, he no. laughs and yet if it happens baha <laughs> no, it's not happening. It's not. Really? It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I think I'm going to say uh, the jabroni on that one. Yeah, jabroni. Yeah. All right. And watch. This is the time that Mephisto is going to show up. He'll be like an ashtray or something. I just, just... said, you know, you, it's going to happen. You're going to be kicking yourself. That's a free point. You know point what, you know what Mephisto is going to show up? It's going to be the first Deadpool movie. Like, And, and they're going to be walking somewhere, and all of a sudden Deadpool is going to reach behind like a concrete <laughs> pillar, and there's Mephisto. like, aha, here he is. <laughs> and that's it. That that would line up with the Deadpool M.O., wouldn't it? You know oh, what I mean? Like, like, just bringing something fantastic. goofy out like that. Like, oh, you guys wanted to see him. Here he is. And then he takes have his you, sword and <laughs> takes care of him. So have you heard the rumor that apparently na- that they're, they're going to have Hugh Jackman in a, like, comics-accurate Wolverine outfit? Really? Like, the yellow outfit will make an oh. appearance. Good lord. You know, if you're going to do it, I'd, I'd say, like, this is the perfect way to do it. I suppose. I, I think they should just let it go with Logan. I thought Logan was a great way to just kind of put a bow on it. You know, you know, okay. They always need the money. They got to come back for the money. Again, you know, I said this was going to be the lightning round, but I I rewatched because, again, I had insomnia last night. And so I was watching a bunch of the WWE Untold. And it came on to. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I really knew I should have had that seltzer. Sure, you weren't dreaming? You don't remember the Brooklyn Brawler versus Hugh Jackman back in nineteen? Um, oh my god! But no, they 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 did the the uh, Triple H McFoley untold. Uh, yep, yep. And you remember that after McFoley, you know, did the career life career on the line match and he lost, mm-hmm. and then he came back. Yes. Or the the what was it the four way oh, dance yeah, yeah, or whatever the, the fatal four way at WrestleMania whatever yeah, yeah. twenty. Something like and that. he even talks about it in one of his books. I was like, ah, I felt like I was cheating the fans and this and that. And, and everyone cheered for him. And it's like, oh, they, they were just glad <laughs> to see me back. That's what I equate this to. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that was the perfect way to, for that character to go out. But you know what? If you're going to bring Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine, mm-hmm. bringing him back in a Deadpool movie... Mm-hmm. Which kind of exists in this weird sort of bat spit insane reality of its own within this comic book world. Mm-hmm. 
this is probably the best way to do it because you can still have your cake and eat it too. Because like I've said before, what's the point of having cake if you can't eat it? Um, That's fair. You still get to have the Logan ending because it's such a different movie. Logan and Deadpool are not existing Mm. in the same world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, those are so far separated Mm -hmm. that, I, I'm I you can still regard have have equal reverence for for Logan and then appreciate one more chance to see Hugh Jackman play this character. Gotcha. You know, I, I, I that's at least how I feel about it. I you know, I could see it. I mean, yeah, D- Deadpool does exist in this. Weird, I, I mean, I, I don't know where Deadpool exists, though, now that he's being pulled into Marvel, though. You know what I mean? Now that he's being pulled into the MCU. Is it going to honor, you know, kind of the past? movies that they had or are they going to try to wedge it into you know the the marvel well there is a, there's kind of some theories about how this is the way that you kind of bring in some you explain some of these inconsistencies or maybe bring in different characters or things like that Through because the multiverse not necessarily because of the multiverse but because deadpool is self-aware mm. that he is in movies and mm. that he is a character in all this so that you can you can kind of finagle a few things that way but even if they don't do that like uh, dude those movies are just so much fun they really are Mm -hmm. they're so much fun it's like it's like john wick with more jokes (laughs) so it's like there's brutal action going on but at the same time like just stuff that is so goofy that you're like i shouldn't be laughing right now i really shouldn't be that guy just had his like face just explode on a traffic sign Oh, but I'm Lord. giggling. Like, this is not funny, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's why I say, like, it's so over the top that it could, it, to me, it works. Nice. Anyways, where were we, what were we talking about? Are we on, all have I we even point hit double digits? Is, all I want to point out is you're asking for lightning round, and you're kind of the source of a lot of the non-lightning round banter that's going on here. You started it with Zaniac. <laughs> I kind of did, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. Seen, felt, smelt, and dealt. All right. So uh, number six, we will see Thor. Will we see Thor in Loki season two? Real or jabroni? <sighs> now remember, season one, we had we will see Lady Sif, and we did. So mm-hmm. will we see Thor? I'm gonna go real. real. I don't think it's gonna be a big thing. I think it might it might even be Loki transforming into Thor or something like that. But I think we All right. we will see and that is a statement. Thor. We will see Thor. It doesn't have to be like Thor Thor. We just see yes. Thor. So Or actually, you know what? Just just staying it as Thor, we might be seeing um uh the mighty Thor, as in um oh what's her face? Natalie uh, Yes. I don't know why I wanted to say Naomi Campbell. <laughs> I just I got the N. I think that's some of the lucky the pigeon name. talking, Mister. <laughs> hey, um, hey, let me get my. Let me get my. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Todd with his uh, toilet tube thing there. All right. Uh, it's a feed. It's a feed pipe, sir. I'm gonna go with Jabroni. Either way, it's a pipe. All right. Yeah. Uh, number seven. We will see several Kang variants, real or Jabroni. I mean, I think you kind of have to go real on this, I'm, uh, unless they unless they're deciding to completely like. Now, I, okay, I'll, I'll qualify this by saying Victor Timely would not make this true. Like Victor Timely, we know is going to be part of the show. What I'm saying is, are we going to see more than one 
incarnation of Kang. Well, yeah, multiple would would imply more than just okay. one. So it would have to be Victor Timely plus and, others, right? Yeah, right. and I I think you have to. Yeah, I think so in too. some. I mean, because if it's Victor Timely and then. Well, I just want to be clear that we're not saying, oh, I see Victor Timely, therefore I see a variant. It's not, I I just want to make sure I was clear I thought multiple kind of, yes, but okay, real, yeah. All right, well, I'm just trying to help clarify. Number eight. (laughs) Boy, we are just screaming along for this lightning round that you asked for, so. All right. uh, Good thing we only have ten of these. We will see an incursion and its effects. So we've heard about the danger of incursions uh, in uh, Doctor Strange. In fact, the end of Doctor Strange, he's getting pulled into uh, resolving one of these incursions. This is where uh, different multi different universes collide uh, in the multiverse. And so, uh, but we've never seen like why it is so, you know, destructive or why is it so bad when an incursion happens. And so the the theory here is we will actually see an incursion take place and understand why it is so devastating. I'm going to go real. I was going to go real as well. And actually, can we... Because the TV show kind of would be a right format for that. What is our ruling for going back and changing one of our previous answers? Have we ever done that? We or have had not a, done that. We have said have, once it is final, once you have said your 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 answer. That is, so like the hand off the piece, sort of like chess move, it, huh? Ex- yes, because you've done this before. He's like, all right, I'm going to... I don't want to take my hand off the chess piece yet. How would you feel? Okay, thank you for your your stone cold hands there. I just had to do it. So, how would you feel about instituting a a, a, one mulligan per episode going forward? I'm about to lose two bottles of bourbon. You think I want (laughs) to? I'm not talking about going back and changing the previous one. All right, we'll talk about this one. What what do you want to change exactly? I I think we are going to see Doctor Strange. Oh, you're asking me to forfeit a potential point for myself. All right. No, but no. If you don't, if you don't agree, I'm fine no, with no. it. It's I'm okay. Fi- That's how I, we I run it so it far. You. And, and what I will say in giving it to you is, then when we adjudicate, I don't want to hear any sort of special excuses for why I shouldn't get a point because you pull that stuff sometimes. So, just I, saying. You know, when it comes time, I will be fair. I will be equitable. <laughs> I will rule right down the middle. Oh, here we go, folks. <laughs> Hold on a second. I think James, I will show no James favorites. Brown's about to enter the building. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is this is Judge Uncle Todd. <laughs> Good Lord. Your Honor, if you please. Oh my God. Or, you know, his royal badness. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> Good God. All right. Um. This next one's kind of interesting, and I threw this in. This is part of my skimming uh, through various articles last night. In the comics, there apparently is something uh, that is called Battle World, and and so so number nine is we'll be introduced to Battle World, and what Battle World is, it is the result of multiple fallen worlds being patched together into one. So think of it as when uh, you know the when some of these multiverses collapse it's like a way of kind of like stitching them together to preserve them but in a way that combines them all and so this was a concept introduced in the comics the thought is in loki season two because of whatever is going on in the show that we will have this concept of this battle world um be introduced so what say you sir on are, are you familiar with this because you're a little bit more versed in the comics than i am i had never heard I'm of this i'm not but you know so. what 
and I'm and I and you know I, anyone who's listened to any of these episodes before is is very well acquainted with my oh yeah that's just way too geeky and you yeah. know kind of like you know it's 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 too fanboy or fangirl or or fan per, whatever the fracking thing is we want to say it's too fan specific mm-hmm. that it's like oh yeah this would be really cool and it's so niche mm-hmm. yeah that would be cool to you and like a hundred people right MCU is trying to appeal to millions this one and I actually millions. feel yeah thank you <laughs> sorry I had to throw that um, thank you Dwayne uh, I feel this one actually could work and oh. it wouldn't have it wouldn't have to be like an overarching you know, plot point. You could kind of interest. This seems to me like a concept that could be explained pretty quickly. You could show mm. it. It could it could play a part a part port a part. Uh, you know, as a port as opposed to a starboard. Uh, it could play a part in in forwarding the plot. Mr. Crusher, you know? the sale. Exactly. <laughs> this could this could be something that would lead to something else. Yeah, so I yeah. could I could see that being pulled in. I'm going right. to go real. Really. Yeah. I am, yeah. I, I, this is again. It's one of those times when I'm like, because they have done this. It's not like they've I'm gonna MCU. Go it's not like Feige and, and company have never thrown in some weird sort of, mm-hmm. you know, Easter egg or pulled, you know, kind of a, you know, a niche thing in there. It, it just has to work. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that that we see fan theories is like, well, that's great, but it, that's like a three episode arc. Mm-hmm. For something that's kind of like, oh yeah, that's cool to like 150 people. Yeah. This I feel. Like you just explained it mm-hmm. in like four sentences. I mean, that could be quickly done and then shown, it. and then you move on, and it could be like a third of an episode. I, bada bing, bada boom. I could see it as you know, if if we run into Doctor Strange, I could see it as his solution to incursions. You know, like you know, kind of stitching stuff together. So I, mm-hmm. I get it, but I'm still going to say jabroni. All right. All right, number ten, we will see Ant Man, real jabroni. Uh, jabroni. Okay. I'm going to go with the real on this he one. He was a punk. He was a punk. Now, I separated these out because I didn't want it to be this and this because then you're kind of binding them together. So we will also see, or we will see the wasp. Real a jabroni. J- I'm going to go jabroni on this one. Yeah, jabroni. I think there's a greater chance we, because of Ant-Man and, and the significance of, you know, the, the story we saw play out in Ant-Man 3, I'm, I'm thinking, well, and, and the, I'll, I'll get into this later. There's, there, there's a theory coming up that we're going to rule on that is the reason why I think it could be Scott Lang. So I'll, I'll get to that when we get to that point. Hmm. Uh, this one was kind of inspired, uh, the, the way I wrote this was kind of inspired by wrestling a little bit. So so this one should be, uh, we will see classic Loki. I decided to call it, we will see Loki classic. This is, yes. uh, I, I derived, you know where I derived this from? Coke classic, I'm guessing? No, not Coke classic. <laughs> no, okay. There was a time on SmackDown where uh, Chavo, Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Was, was kind of experiencing a resurgence. His dad, his father, came in as his manager, and they didn't refer him as, uh, you know, they, they didn't refer to him as Chavo Guerrero Sr. They referred to him as Chavo Classic. <laughs> Which I thought was a phenomenal way to refer to the elder Chavo. So I decided to say, we will see Loki classic Richard E. Grant. So uh, oh, real jabroni. Oh, my gosh. Which, Dude, who, by for- the way, was phenomenal in season one. He was great. Oh, man. Before I answer this, I just have to, I just have to respond to that. I, I, just, I, want to, I want to be on record, okay, before I say this. 
I love my daughter more than life itself. Mm-hmm. She is wonderful. She is a terrific human being, mm-hmm. first and foremost. <laughs> uh, all that I could ever ask for uh, in 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 a, in a child. However, it would have been awesome to have been able to have like a an Uncle Todd Jr. simply so that now I can be referred to as Todd Classic. Uncle Todd Classic. <laughs> son of a bitch, there's a missed opportunity. <laughs> now, I, on the other hand, have a son who is named after me, so he could Said refer they... to me as the man they called him Classic. So, oh, ah, you got that one over on me. In fact, I'm going to insist that instead of being called Grandpa or Papu or, or Papi, you want to start doing that now. When I am you, when just going like, to say I want to be you're... referred to as Tim Classic. When you, you want to make that a new rule, like I from now on, your friends must refer to me as Mr. Tim Classic. That's right, Mr. Tim Classic. <laughs> That's right. As a matter of fact, I would start doing that at work. You have enough sway. You're like you're far enough up the, up the corporate you know ladder. I, I you could probably great, pull that off. I have great relationships with my coworkers. I don't want to screw it up right now. So. <laughs> Oh no, dude! Just you gotta, be looking at me like, what the heck is up with the classic after his name? <laughs> you got iron fist that thing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with a real. I think we're gonna see Richard E. Grant again. I, I'm I, gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with real in solidarity, just in right. a fervent prayer that that happens. Absolutely. Yes, he, please he, he make was that happen. In season one, so oh, chewed scenery. Him and him and Alligator Loki were my two favorites. Yes, yes. Alligator Loki. What was it? Was it Alligator or Croc? Uh, no, I think it was Alligator. I think it was Alligator okay. Loki. Gator Loki. Okay, Gator whatever. Loki. Either, either way. Not Loki A classic. joy. All right, number 13. Zaniac will be the antagonist that Loki is chasing down along with Kang. You and fracking Zaniac. You got Zaniac on the brain, man. Dude, I'm just trying to fill content here, all right? So, <laughs> come on. Let's let's call a spade a spade. So, um, No. Jabroni. Uh, let me refer back to my... Uh, Okay, yeah, I said jabroni there. I gotta be consistent here. All right, I'm gonna say jabroni as well. Uncle Todd says jabroni on this one, so uh, it's a push. All right, number fourteen. Now this is interesting because this does refer to events in the comics. Ravona Renslayer. So if you remember, she was the. Um, I'm trying to think. She was kind of the administrator or judge that uh, was. <sighs> You know, kind of coordinating, you know, or, or, or running some machinations behind the TVA um, mm. that was causing a lot of uh, friction and strife for Loki, Sylvie, and, and, and Mobius. Um, that she will be Kang's new love interest. And that actually plays into a storyline that happens in the comics where she does, in fact, become a love interest of Kang. So this would be uh, Victor Timely, you know, potentially Victor Timely or maybe one of the Kang variants falling in love with her. Um, What say you, sir? Or her falling in love with him? I'm, you know, you've answered first a lot. I'm going to go the real on this one. I'm going to go the real. Ah, I mean, come on, man. I, I, I don't know enough about it. If it's got some comic legitimacy, right. eh, I'll take a flyer on this one because I, it could be an interesting wrinkle because it could, you know, it, it, it helps flesh out Loki. Uh, is, uh, sorry. Kang is a character. Um, wouldn't it be freaking absolutely bat spit insane if like somehow they managed to recast Kang digitally replace him throughout the entire series without anyone knowing. I would. Like, season season two, episode one, boom, instead of, uh, what's his face there, uh, was it Jonathan Majors? Jonathan Majors, yeah. 
instead of him, all of a sudden it's like, I don't know, freaking Tom Cruise or something. <laughs> Be like, what? I said, what? Tom Cruise? What the heck? I don't know. Just because he's been rumored so much. Uh, like, oh, no, he's going to be an alternate Tony Stark or something. He is going to be a Tony Stark. See, That'd be the way to throw him. He's like, no, no, he's Kang. Maybe he's Mephisto. He believes in aliens and everything. Tom so Cruise this is like, is actually, Mephisto. this is method acting for him. Oh, he's good he's been working on this his entire life. Oh, all right. Number 15. Uh, as we saw at the end of season one, the TVA has uh, several statues in honor of uh, Kang. Uh, this one is, the TVA will rise up and overthrow Kang. Real or jabroni? I'm going to go real because there's a very vague definition for TVA because mm -hmm. technically, I mean, Loki and Mobius. Well, I... You could say object, they're rising up. I object. Ah, no, you wrote I the object. question, sir. You wrote the question. I did write the question. I'm going to define the question. The TVA is a <laughs> no, no, collective... No, no, you didn't time it. You know, the TVA, no as defined by season one, is the collective group of people who are working in this... He, Uncle Tom, I don't know how to say this without it sounding awful, but <laughs> don't just don't. <laughs> Uncle Todd is shaking the toilet pipe thing at me. It's very, it's very disturbing. <laughs> Good God! All right, uh, the TVA will rise up and overthrow Kang. Um, I think this is more of a function of what Mobius and Loki do, and uh, I am going to say jabroni on this one. I don't think this show is going to be about that. I don't think it's going to be about the TVA overthrowing anything. I think it's going to well, be about. We just don't Loki. like to have any fun. Oh, well, I I want to I want to score points. That's what I'm interested in, in doing is scoring points. All right, number sixteen, Obi, uh, Ki Hu Kwan, who we saw in the trailer, uh, he of the. Um, movie uh everything everywhere always uh movie um short round from indiana jones i still haven't seen that movie you I've, i know i know i'm so fracking far behind the problem is I, folks I, we gotta stop recording go watch that show right go watch that movie right now sir come on so here's now. the here's the, in my own defense here's the problem oh, good God. my time watching tv winds up being these weird hours when mm -hmm. I I can't it's not like I can have it full volume and really get the full sense like subtitles. I don't subtitles I do subtitles but then you still can't hear everything and it's and I find myself like reading I, I, that's what I'm doing right now because I'm usually watching TV at like 1 a.m. it's phenomenal with subtitles movie. on great movie oh I know and I, I want to see it believe me I'm I'm, I'm all in on Michelle Yeoh I, I think she's fracking amazing well, this real jabroni is Obi uh, mm -hmm. will have an instrumental part in Loki thwarting Victor Timely's plans. Real or jabroni? Real. All right. Uh, number seventeen. What's wait a minute? What's what are you saying? Oh, sorry. I'm saying the real. Sorry, I'm typing it and I know what I said, so I'm not saying it. Uh, I also said the real on this one. He so. knows that I'm watching the video and I'm not actually watching <laughs> watching the the thing. He can type anything he wants. Basically, no, I, I yeah. apologize. I uh, I said the real on this one as well. So we we are a push on this one. Number seventeen. Ah. Uh, Victor Timely we find out, is the original Kang, who I believe is called Nathaniel... Um, ah, what was that? How do you spell that? And that's a very odd last name. Ah, Hold on a second. It's a lot of A's and an H. Maybe a U or something in there. 
It's like D-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-U-G-H is I'm guessing. Hold on. Sorry, I'm trying to look back at the... So I'm guessing, okay, ladies and gentlemen, so I just wanted, I just want to chime in here while Tim is doing some research. I'm guessing that, that uh, the man they call Tim has, has been tallying up some of his Ahsoka real and jabronis and is realizing that maybe I'm ahead in that one because he's taking this awfully seriously right now. <laughs> he is looking to get to score heavily on this one so that we can he can break, maybe break even. Or I don't know. Or maybe I'm just like leading you to believe that you're doing better than you really are. Uh, you know, at this point, that could possibly, you know, it seems like life is doing that to me lately. That's thus the dumpster fire. Oh, you feel nice and warm? That's because flames are licking at your left butt cheek. Oh, good Lord. Uh, and the right ain't Nathaniel far behind. Nathaniel Richards is his name. <laughs> we waited all that time for Richards. Okay. Well, I want to make sure Fair I'm enough. being accurate. Oh, well, yeah, and, you know, and you know what? And God bless you for that. Victor Timely just a, is the I'm original just a wise ass. Really jabroni. I'm a terrible, terrible human being. That's what it comes down to. I'm just, you, you know, know what, you know I'm what? Say the real on this one. You know what I am, Mr. Lightning he Round over here. Just a punk. That's what I am. You are. Um. I'm gonna go real. Why not? Sure. Go down uh, with me. All right. Uh, number 18, the Council of Kangs are the primary mm. antagonist of Loki season two. Real jabroni. Now, for those uh, who may not be familiar, at the end of Ant-Man 3, uh, one of the various post-credit scenes was of uh, the Council of Kangs, which is basically all of the various Kang variants um, congregated uh, at a particular place. And so will they be, end up being the main antagonists of this show? Which I got to say, that was kind of underwhelming in a way. The more I've thought about it. Well, it was kind of like, mm, meh. It, it kind of revealed the limitation of the character in some ways because, and, and, and you know, I kind of go back to, and, and maybe it's the way they built, you know, Kang. I, I was very disappointed. I wanted to see Man 3. I, I wanted Scott Lang to die. I wanted there to be some real, like. Don't you know Paul Rudd is never going to die? Paul Rudd is eternal, <laughs> sir. I hate Are to you tell saying you. Paul Rudd's an eternal? Is that what I just heard? He might be. All right. Outside of the MCU. All right. I'm, either that or there's a painting that's aging in his place. I, I wanted to he will bury see us all. some real stakes being introduced here. And, and I think this is the primary problem with Kang right now is there aren't stakes that people really buy into right now. Thanos was a threat. Mm. I don't know that people buy into Kang being a threat. Seeing a thousand Kangs congregated in some, you know, space emporium or 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 you know whatever you want to call where they were the coliseum of of galacticus the, the candlestick park of kangs yeah was... it, it just it's like what the heck is that they're they're all together so what's the threat they're all together go 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 attack them go bomb them you know take them out so i'm gonna bomb say jabroni okay. on this one i'm not I, I don't think council of kangs or mountain to a hill of beans on this season so the weird thing is, like it, it from a stand from a logistical standpoint, mm -hmm. I agree with you. I, I don't think it, it it comes off as cheesy. It doesn't come off as nearly as intimidating as I think they thought it was going to be. All of those things. However, given the timing of just when how things are set up, man, it does make for what seems like an obvious 
setup mm-hmm. into this. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because I, I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but crap, it feels like that's what they're doing, setting it up on a tee. I'm going to go real. Ah, interesting. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to hate myself if I'm right. All right, number 19. Uh, Loki mm. and Sylvie prevent Victor Timely from achieving something that allowed Kang to traverse the multiverse. So the point behind this theory is that Loki and Sylvie somehow thwart Kang. Now, th- this has kind of a ripple effect, though, because if they if they do this, then how does Kang ever become Kang in terms of how he you know kind of dominates the multiverse? So... I'm actually going to go jabroni on this one. I don't oh, think. Wait a minute. Explain what they do, though, because that's that's. You... Well, it's it's how like the implication would be, I guess, in this theory is that Victor Timely somehow comes up with a key part of what allows Kang to travel time and space and and uh-huh. be able to go from one universe to another. Okay. And Loki and Sylvie end up putting a wrench in those plans. You know, and, okay. and basically stop him, but that has a cause and effect sort of thing, which is if they do that, then Kang should never become a threat. Then, so then, so so Didn't that's why I think this, this time heist. Yeah, what's that? Didn't they cover this in the time heist or the Back to the Future is bulk thing? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna go jabroni. It, it I'm going to go jabroni because I don't understand it. It feels too... Well, yeah, no, no, it's fair. I, it feels too complicated to me. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see how this theory could be because if you basically stop him from achieving something that allows him to become who he is, then he should never become. Right? Sure. In theory, right? You, you stop yeah. the cause, then there's no effect. So... All right, number 20. Uh, Loki's multiverse jumping causes an incursion. I said and here. It should be an. Uh, so... You are worse when than you, Thank you. When you see the trailer, Loki starts doing some weird sort of wigging out routine where he just kind of like jumps to a, like another like another multiverse um so the theory here is that he is actually one of the you know causes of incursions because of the jumping that he does so in theory he doesn't realize it but he learns over the course of the season that he is actually doing damage to the multiverse i'm gonna go the real on this one because it causes him to make a choice at that point. He's got to stop doing whatever he's doing. Maybe he doesn't control it, but whatever he, whatever's happening with him is causing a problem. So I'm going to say the real on this one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go real. All right. Anything that puts Loki in an ethical dilemma is going to be uh, – just, you know, grist for the mill for Tom Hiddleston. So I'm, I'm all for that. Indeed. Watching him grapple with, you know, existential threats. And so I just want to let you know. So there was a, there was, I had, there's a cup over here on my workbench that's holding some paintbrushes and stuff. And I looked over there and I was like, oh, there's a dead spider hanging there. It's gone now. So that sucker's alive and roaming at large somewhere. <laughs> Good. In my recording setup right Good. now. I hope he sneaks up on you and lays into you. 
he's he's going to creep up on my shoulder. He's going to co-host in, in about five more questions. <laughs> oh, I'll take that is, as a real. All right. Is that is that a sound a spider makes like a cat? I don't know. I was just making up a sound. <laughs> who, who knows what a spider sounds like? Mm-hmm. Got a couple doubles in me, my man. You know, a I mean? couple doubles. That's at least three doubles that I've seen. That I've seen. I don't know what you're doing are, during are, the bathroom break. Are you break. seeing one or are you seeing two of me? Because <laughs> that could also influence the math a little bit. And we all uh, know how Uncle Todd does with the math. So No comment. Yes. All right, number 21. Uh, Gosh, we're only at 21. King <laughs> Loki, a variant, will be an antagonist during the season. And the context for King Loki is uh, Loki has met several variants of himself throughout season one which were different versions of you know him which were changed from the one and only Loki that we all know and love uh, we let's see uh, kill Thor alright well it's obvious to assume that Kang himself will be the season's big bad uh, there is a Redditor who believes it will be Loki himself that is King Loki a variant of Loki who killed here's what's interesting the King Loki killed the Avengers and became King of Planet Earth even killing Thanos and taking the Infinity Stones for himself. So will we see this variant of Loki in Loki Season 2, King Loki, who is essentially someone who succeeded in the plans that he set out to dominate Earth and essentially uh, own all of the Infinity Stones? Well, so that's two different questions, right? Because you have it as seeing him, but King Loki will be an Sorry, antagonist. The, the, the statement here is King Loki will be an antagonist during the season. Real or Jabril? I, I'm going to go Jabroni. Not because I don't... It's an interesting idea. I think it could work in passing. But as far as that being like the... the the antagonist or even an antagonist. I don't know necessarily how you pull that off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I think it could be an interesting thing for for Loki to see, like, hey, this is what could have right, you know, been and right. see that particular reality. Yeah. Um, it, but I don't it think feels, it necessarily works. Yeah, it feels like too much for what the season... I mean, this season's only going to have six episodes, so... How I, many did the first one have? Was it six, too? Um, good question. Let me check that out. I think it was because I think we were both kind of like, "Whoa, this is it!" And they and they did a very good job. Yeah, it was only I, six I remember. Yeah, they did a very good job pacing that out and and yeah. and giving you like fairly satisfying episodes. Yep. But yeah. it seems like a lot to add that in. I mean, you're you're dealing with yeah. Kang, and now to add like a Loki variant that he's also doing. Yeah, that that seems unless like- unless like the the Kang unless you know, the the Kang. Jeez, uh, it, it, unless Kang the is Rock using says. that. Exactly. <laughs> the Kang says, um, unless he's using him, Kang is using King Loki as a surrogate in somewhat the way that Thanos was using Loki as a surrogate in, in, in the first Avengers movie. Um, I don't know how that works out. Yeah. It, it gets real busy real quick. Yeah, it does. And, we, and we've seen a lot of stuff from that trailer and, and it feels like it could fill up this season pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Number 22. Uh, oh, and, and I said jabroni on that as well. I, I don't think that's going to be a, a thing. Number 22. Loki's variants will assemble to take on the Kangs, which I thought was kind of interesting that you have the Loki variants taking on the Kang variants. Like that's something mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet. Now maybe the Loki variants all lose, but nonetheless, um, 
It, so we're almost getting like an on your left sort of moment kind here. Of. I don't know. I'm going to go the feels... real. I'm going to go the real on this one. Gosh. Say jabroni. I, you know you want to say jabroni. I do, but at the same time, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> so I want to say it, I want to say it in a hopeful way because I I think that could be kind of interesting. I think they would. I think they'd get demolished. Um I'm going to go jabroni. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Shake the toilet. Pipe. Shake out a boy. Shake out a boy. <laughs> Number 23, Mobius is revealed. By the way, that's a Simpsons reference before anyone freaking gets upset. No, I just that, want to state that for the record. That is a well-known Simpsons reference. Is it? Is it really? It is. Okay, How good. How many I'd, shows I'd, have done, you know, shake out a boy? I don't know, but I don't want to know what other reference, how, how else that could be taken. Right, you know? Right. I'm very uncomfortable with fair, some of these things. Enough. Number 23, get, Mobius is revealed. I get itchy around the, the nipular area okay, when that happens. thank you for that. Number 23, <laughs> lightning round boy. Mobius <laughs> is revealed to be a Loki variant, real a jabroni. Jabroni? All right. I'm going to go Jabroni as well. Uh, I think this one's interesting. And this was actually one that we kind of had as, as a real Jabroni from season one, except it didn't involve Sylvie. Sylvie is revealed to be the Enchantress. Now, the real Jabroni from season one that I want to refer back to is we had one called the, the Antagonist of the Show will be a character from the comics called the Enchantress. Mm. And that was not the case. But um, what's interesting about Sylvie is she very much exemplifies the qualities of the Enchantress from the comics. So I'm actually going to go the real on this one because I think it would be kind of an interesting twist to everything that all this time he thought, you know, she was someone who was kind of, you know, like, like a part of him in a way, even though she was a variant, but ends up being this totally other character. It would, you know, I I could see it. I the thing, I, I I see it. I understand your point. It feels, and I can't shake this feeling. It feels very much like Austin Powers too. When we find out that Elizabeth Hurley's character mm -hmm. has been a fembot all along, yeah, sort of feeling. And I get it, but it plays uh, to the Sylvie character because she's deceptive. It does, but. So I just want to call that out. No, totally. I'm going to go jabroni. All right. Just to be contrary. Number 25, Galactus will debut. Real jabroni. Um, jabroni. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Galactus is, they've got to be saving Galactus for Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um. They're going to be saving Galactus for, like, the next, like, arc. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's a gigantic, overarching villain. It's an Avengers-level villain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just can't throw that into... Of course, that's how it's going to happen. He'll show up in, like, episode two. Right after Mephisto. <sighs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Number 26, Loki will team up with Doctor Strange and Wanda. Jabroni. Yeah, I'm going Jabroni on that one, too. Just from a payroll standpoint of view, I don't see that working out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. 
Oh, you know what? I totally skipped over the fact we like so number thirteen numbers thirteen through twenty six were part of our our subsection we call what's up with that what's up with that what's up with that all right that's a reason why i've never dropped that song in i i just like to hear your rendition of it thank you very much thank you it's great it's one of the joys of my life well see now what we need to have on tap is uh we're now entering into our final section uh johnny cash inspired called when the man comes around i ain't got that sorry i don't have that loaded up but I do have this. We'll take this. I'll, I'll take the conga line anytime, my friend. I'll, I'll take yeah. the punch. Make That's right. Mom, Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> he was a punk. I can't do that scream you do that. Yeah. You are worsting. <laughs> you are swinging those in in a masterful <laughs> way, my friend. Well done. Well done. Yeah, we thank you. Thank All you. right. When the man comes around, number 27. Yeah, we get a little morbid on this section, but uh, Kang. <laughs> this, is, this is Tim's favorite part. Like, who's going to die? Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> All right. I'm going the real on this one. Uh, Kang will kill Mobius. We're going to start having Ooh. some freaking stakes in this, man. I want to see Kang do some damage. I want to see him take someone out. Mobius is the man. It is tempting. I'm going to go real. All right. You're going jabroni, aren't you? No, I went real on this one. Oh, okay. I went wow. real as well. I, I, you, I, I'm surprised you just don't go real for all of these. Like, all of it. Everyone dies. No, everyone I, dies. I try to be fair. You answer the fir- you, you answer before me many times. I try to be a bit fairier, you know? Well, no, I, I just know your affinity for characters dying. I'm just surprised that, like, every it's single one of these isn't like... It's for character. It's, in, it's a, a story, you know, forward, forward the story kind of tool, you know? Like, let's build up if, the bad guy. If I ever get a chance to write the real in jabronis and i don't because quite honestly i'm a lazy mofo uh it, this last section will be rechristened everybody dies in the end <laughs> <laughs> i think it sounds cooler to name it after a johnny cash song oh yeah i mean it totally does but man comes around all right number 28 the tva will be destroyed this was an interesting theory. The idea behind this being that whatever events take place during the season leads to the TVA essentially getting wiped out, which kind of adds to the chaos of the multiverse because now you don't have any authority or group that's managing, you know, anything around the timeline. So, and is this uh let me see here. Okay, I'll go with real on this. Uh-huh. Because I this could be this could be done and then undone. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to go the real as well. All right, number 29. We will learn Loki himself is the catalyst for the multiverse, meaning he his presence, his existence, who he is, is the reason the multiverse had started. I'm going to go real, oh. uh, if only as an appreciation uh, for of, of one agent of chaos for another. All right. I'm going to go jabroni on this one. Hmm. Uh, number 30 Loki takes over the TVA and uses it for nefarious means so we have a little bit of a heel turn here mm. we are at your um, <laughs> no because I actually don't I don't know that Loki makes it out of season 2 Ooh, that isn't actually one that we put in here very interesting I know I'm very shocked that you didn't do that well you stopped at Kevin Kaylee. Didn't go all the way to Larry Bird. If you kill off Loki, 
Well, that's the interesting part. You bring back Loki. Loki classic. Is what you how do. do you, how do you do a how do you do a a, a a movie called The Search for Spock when that dude's dead? Well, obviously he's not uh, dead. I know, but still. Yeah. Seen, felt, smelt, and dealt. All right. Number 31. Uh, Loki will warn the Avengers. I didn't say <laughs> Loki will warn the Avengers in the main timeline of Kang. So the theory here being Loki at the end of season two makes his way to what we recognize as the main timeline, what we're familiar with, mm-hmm. to warn the Avengers about threat of Kang this is the theory I was talking about that led to me saying the real for Scott Lang that I feel uh, this could be a case where Loki finds Scott Lang who has dealt with Kang already and he you know is revealing to him that you know that there is a a larger threat in Kang the Conqueror man the only thing is we know we're not getting another Avengers movie for quite a while well, no. Coming up soon will be Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, followed but, by Avengers: well, Secret Wars. Yeah, but when is soon? I like don't it know. feels like that's a that's a long. Writer I mean, strike talk- is going to dictate that one, my friend. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Right. And um, and for the record, we are in support of the writers. This is not a complaint oh, on our part. So I just no, want to totally. make, make it clear I'm on that front. Fine, watching reruns as long as some folks get paid. <laughs> Little snug. A little snug on yeah. the writing. All right. Just want to make that clear. I'm going to go jabroni. I, I just don't, right. I don't know if I see that one. I think it'd be kind of cool. Like, like the thought behind the theory is that it'd be kind of a full circle moment for Loki being the one coming to Earth to wipe it out and to take it over and then being the one who comes back to kind of warn them of the thing that's coming to wipe them out. So. Oh, no, I, I think it's cool. I just, I don't, I don't necessarily seeing it be the way that they're telling the larger story that that it feels like they're telling although and again some people have said that you know it's almost like you know we're almost in the territory where in in apocalypse now territory um willard has made it up the river and he's Mm -hmm. he's there with kurtz and you know do you think i'm a madman or do you do you uh, uh do you think my methods are unsound I don't see any method at all, sir, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a sentiment that I think a lot of MCU fans have for what we've seen in the last couple of phases here yeah. is I don't see what the method is here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't see this being the way that they go. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. It would be cool, but I just don't see it being the thing. Fair enough. And our final real or jabroni theory Loki season two will conclude with events or impacts that will lead directly into eight Avengers. Oh, no, 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 no. You added it directly in there that will lead into. You're going to lead directly. Is it is it directly or is it just into? I'm adding directly right now. I don't think it's directly. I'll be fair. There's... I won't, you know, pull the old switcheroo. Uh, I'll, I'll take it out. Oh, what, like I have? Loki, is it, you is there did earlier. You switched your this, answer, sir? man. You switched your answer. No, I asked for a rule change, and you're welcome to use that mulligan going forward as well. I didn't I, say I'm I, staying this pure, one time. I'm pure. I'm saying that like going forward, if you get to a point where you're like, oh, I just painted myself into a corner. All right. And you you know what? You can even say this could be every three real or jabronis. However you want. I'm, I'm leaving it up to you to, ch- to challenge the frequency. I'm just saying I felt that was a big enough occasion to use my 
my one mulligan, right. whatever frequency that might be. All right. Okay. Um, Loki season two will conclude with events or impacts that will lead into Avengers: The Kang Dynasty. Real. I mean, I think it kind of has to, right? I don't know. Does it? <laughs> you always wanted to write for the Twilight Zone, didn't you? I, I, I actually did. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say the real as well. Fine. Oh good Fine. God! Look, I, I twisted your fracking arm on you this did. one. Okay. Jeez. All right. Well, so endeth the thirty-two Two. theories that we have here. <laughs> All right, my friend. Bottle of bourbon on the line. I'm losing. Oh, wow. Can already feel the, a little confidence from the gallery here. I feel it. You don't feel like you've adjudicated well? You don't feel that it's going to get ruled in your know. favor? <laughs> <laughs> got to bring the funk. Damn! You're wrong. You're wrong. A little Bernie. Damn! With a Ron and Bernie. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> gotta work. Gotta work Shiv in there somewhere, yeah, huh? Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Todd is humble. just a, a master artist of the uh, sound clips here. Anyways, that was hysterical. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, well, not bad considering uh, I've only got ten clips to work with. I mean, that's pretty good. That that is very good. That is very good. So, All right. much respect. Well, thank you, you for thank you for digging all through all of those in a in a speed round of preparation for this episode. Yeah, folks. This is the text I got yesterday from Uncle Todd. Oh, by the way, Monday night will work great. It's like, oh, great. Now I got to get an outline figured out. So, uh, one hour later, one hour later, I got it all sorted out, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, that is and the what thing I, I love about this is the fact that Tim has always been the prepared one in our in our friendship all these years. Always the one who's ready. I'm the one who's scrambling so around like a madman. That I was prepared to take a rock bottom in the backyard of my friend's house on oh, a summer yeah. evening after we've consumed some beers and on uh, a root and a rock and probably got only. I think else. I probably had a back problem introduced that night, but I took it like. Like champ, as you one went high for it. Should. You did. You left your feet completely. Oh my god! I, I wanted to sell that one. I wanted the people to believe, and they did. And they believed when I was yelling in agony afterwards. It just reminded me of that that Mick Foley uh, Triple H Untold, where he was like, he says, "I thought maybe I'm gonna lose an eye, but think about the pop." Welcome into the sick mind of Mick Foley. <laughs> Pretty much. And another thing. All right, sir. What do you have for and another thing this episode? Uh, my and another thing. Uh, I, I don't believe I've introduced this one before, uh, but Star Wars Rebels. Maybe this is one you've you've brought into the fold, but um, I don't know if I've ever used that. I'm a latecomer to this yeah. one. Uh, this show has been out and and. In the do, you know, kind of in the domain for quite some time. Um, just getting kind of caught up. I've, I've been going through season two. I was telling Uncle Todd how I've uh, appreciated the BSG-like feel to it, uh, especially in season two where they're kind of on the run a little bit. But this is a uh, story. I think it's set about five years before uh, the Star Wars uh, New Hope 
uh, movie, um, uh, you know, the events of that. And so, uh, yeah, follows the, uh, you know, the, the journey of Ezra Bridger and uh, the group known kind of as the Ghost Crew, Sabine Wren, Hera Syndulla, uh, Kanan Jarrus, and um, Zeb, I can't remember his last name. Yeah, nobody can. And Chopper. Chopper. And the fact Sorry. that Zeb says Carabast a lot. So... <laughs> Uh, but just a, a, a just a great show all around. Um, very much enjoying it. Not not as kid kid oriented as Clone Wars was, and uh, really, I'm kind of catching up on it for uh, you know the purposes of of watching Ahsoka and trying to you know understand kind of the deeper meaning behind some of what's going on. Since Ahsoka has essentially been kind of dubbed like you know Rebels season five, mm. so uh, if if you haven't seen Rebels, I would highly recommend it. Um, I you know I'm like I said, I'm about halfway through season. Season two, haven't seen all of the four seasons, but it is uh, it is where Thrawn is introduced in the animated form, and uh, and I hear great things about it. So I would just highly recommend it, uh, given what I've seen so far and and what I understand uh, the story being moving forward. Star yes. Wars Rebels on the Disney Blues. What about you, sir? Uh, I I was actually I've had a couple of different things that I was going to throw out for this. However, uh, I saw something, heard something, uh, not smelled that something? long. Uh, no, not that, not that. Okay, I, I no, the things I've smelled. Uh, although I, oh, dude, I I made. I just want to say. I made tomato soup from scratch today. Nice. Oh, oh, oh that was a smell. Very like, nice. There's nothing quite like starting out, like getting your, uh, like the cast iron, like the, well, like you were saying, the Dutch oven sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get that going with like a half a stick of butter and some onions. Oh. Sautéing in the bottom of that and just let that go for oh. on like medium heat for like ten minutes till they're like they're kind of clear and <laughs> soft and oh that smell waft nut. Then you throw in a couple teaspoons of garlic. Right. And then let that all. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm booking a Southwest flight tomorrow over there. <laughs> you want to talk about you know the that that smell? I'll yeah, I highly highly suggest that Southwest. Uh, however, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not Southwest. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but is someone actively peeing on my leg right now because oh, that's what it God. smells like in this in this death tube flying through the sky. Anyways, um, no, I, I, I caught this video just not that long before we were recording, and I'm like, okay, this is now my in another thing, because it's flipping phenomenal. Um, nice. So back uh, years and years and years and years ago, uh, in the before times, uh, I, I worked at a job where we all used to... Uh, this is how old this was. We would also we would all get a chance to choose a CD in rotation. So you'd mm. listen to someone's CD, and then you would choose the next person had their choice of CD, and you would kind of rotate through, you know, day by day, week by week, and all that. Worked with one woman who nine out of time, ten times would play Joni Mitchell, which has just been one of those things that it's almost like when you when you get sick on a certain type of alcohol and then you can no longer even smell that anymore that's kind of how I feel about Joni Mitchell mm -hmm. and I I don't enjoy that fact because I, I acknowledge that you know the great songwriter and all that I just can't do it like uh the memories of that woman tied in with Joni Mitchell are just that's like my night on 18 tequilas and now I can't even smell margaritas anymore however that being said, my and another thing is a cover of Joni Mitchell's Big Yellow Taxi by Scary Pockets and Tall Wilkenfeld. So mm. Tall Wilkenfeld is 
bass player extraordinaire, songwriter extraordinaire, um, kind of cut her teeth as a teenager touring with Jeff Beck as as his bass player. And and if you look up Tal Wolkenfeld on YouTube, you'll find, of course, uh, uh, this incredible bass solo that she does. I think it's like the, the version that'll probably come up is the one at like Crossroads Guitar Festival in front of like sixty thousand people or something. And she's just going off. And Jeff Beck, who is one of those dudes who's otherworldly guitar player, like the mm-hmm. guitar player's guitar player, is just sitting there just gawking and just being like, "Oh, that's so good." Which is one of those deals where you want to make the person who is like so good go, wow, that's awesome. Like you, that's incredible. Um, Scary Pockets kind of being this cult. I don't, I don't know what their deal is, but it's kind of like a collective that, you know, does these. They do a lot of like covers in totally different styles. And this cover of Big Yellow Taxi actually made me go like, wow, I just listened to a Joni Mitchell song and I was happy about it. Mm. Um which ain't been the case for at least two decades. Um, so, yeah, you need to listen to this. It's fun. I love the fact that Tall has such a unique voice. It's not the, her singing voice is not necessarily the voice you would think of when you see her. Uh, but she is such a great musician, such a badass. I'm so glad I had a chance to, to, to see her uh, last year live. Actually had a chance to like meet her, which was kind of cool. Uh, but just a great cover, a great, th- and, and check out all the Scary Pocket stuff because they are just sickeningly good. Even the stuff where I'm like, nah, not my jam. Still incredibly like imaginative mm. in the way that they, they'll take a song and kind of tweak it and make it their own. Uh, so it's great stuff. Great, great stuff. Very nice. Very nice. So check that out. All right. Well, it's about time for us to tie this thing together because uh, we're almost at two and a half hours. So let's let's kick this for thing off. For a Loki reel and jabroni, what the heck? Well, that's what happens when we start to start talking Ahsoka and wrestling, and you know, and, Ahsoka, and in your case, rock. you know, four bourbon doubles later. I had know. two. You had to check yourself there for a moment. <laughs> I had <laughs> two. Hey, who's Ish. shaking the toilet <laughs> pipe thing at somewhere? And I'll continue to me. do it. It's not Because you know what? I ain't cleaning down here, so it ain't going anywhere. Um, so thank you all to the folks who tuned in and listened. We do so appreciate all the members of the Free Range EDC congregation. <laughs> if you're wondering what the Free Range EDC congregation is, it's just folks who dig this show. We don't even pass the collection plate, ladies and gentlemen. We think of ourselves as a very, you know, the, the very easy entry, nicer cult. That's how we look at it. We don't have uniforms or anything like that. Just listen to the podcast and therefore bada bing, bada boom, you're in, you're in the congregation. Um, and how do you join, you might ask? Well, funny you should ask that. We've got a website, much like, you know, you can go there and read our holy scriptures of idiocy or as we like to call it, listen to the shows. Uh, you go to freerangeidc.com. You'll have all of our episodes right there. You can download them once, uh, one at a time, or you can download them all. You can subscribe to the Podbean app right there. If you say to yourself, I've got enough apps in my life, uh, unless you're talking mozzarella sticks, I'm out. Uh, you can go and find us on one of the podcast purveyors of your choice. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify, Pandora, uh, whatever the hell Amazon's podcast service is called. Uh, just like, say, Alexa Play. 
Yeah, Alexa, play free range EDC, and your microwave will start playing it. It's I don't I don't question how it works, and also the FBI is listening, so enjoy. Um, and then we're also on Google Podcasts, a whole bunch of others. You can find us uh, just search free range EDC, and we'll be there. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, suggestions for a show, uh, or you just feel like you know haranguing somebody, uh, send all of those to Tim at freerangeedc.com, mm-hmm. and he will get back to you uh, post haste, if not sooner. And, oh, yeah, social media. Find us on social medias, because why not? Because that's what everyone does. That's what all the kids love. Of course, we're not on any of the social medias that the kids love, because we ain't on the TikTok, because I ain't getting on the TikTok. I, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't, I don't, have the dance I don't know anything about it. TikTok, baby. No, no, I'd pop a hip out. And, uh, my and things. <laughs> my back, my neck, my neck, and my back. Um, but you can find us on all the old people social medias. We're on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. I'm pretty sure Tim is still on MySpace. Um, him and like five other people. It's it's kind of spooky, Deal with the honestly. Old social network, baby. Exactly. I, I think Steve Austin is still on MySpace. I That's the one is. place he actually posts. Little snug. Uh, but uh, all of those are at Free Range EDC. And now I'm going to turn this over to the lesser idiot mm. of the two idiots on this show. Uh, and not before I ask the second most important question of all times in human history. Uh, the first, of course, being what is hip. Second being, what the hell did we learn this episode? Uh, we've learned the following tonight, my friend. Uh, uh, we've learned that uh, the man they call Tim is a fantasy football maven. He is going to be, uh, you know, twelve and one going into the playoffs, and uh, is excited to see uh, the success that his team will have. Uh, five hundred, ladies and gentlemen, five hundred. I'm calling it right now. Don't pay attention to the negative person over in the corner there. All right. Uh, Ahsoka, uh, we are bullish on the final three episodes of Ahsoka. It has Damn. been phenomenal. Yes, uh, let, let, let Ron Simmons speak truth to power. Let me talk it to you. It is a, a phenomenal show, and if you have not watched it, uh, do get caught up and do check it out. Uh, the debut of Grand Admiral Thrawn will be nothing short of phenomenal, given what they've done. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Todd and I, uh, a little nostalgic for the return of The Rock to SmackDown, the People's Show. Uh, you are worse than Nah, Hulk. he's not worse than Hulk Hogan. He's better than Hulk Hogan, and it was Mickey wonderful. Humble. He is humble. That is true. Uh, but The Rock, uh, great to see him back in action, uh, talking smack, and laying the smacketh down on all the candy asses. Just a, <laughs> that's it. A little jabroni. Uh, man, they called Tim. Feel a little skeptical about his uh, picks, both here and for Ahsoka, and so we'll 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 see if he goes two down to Uncle Todd or if he breaks even. We shall see. Yeah. And finally, uh, most important thing we learned tonight is Uncle Todd uh, wants to be referred to as Uncle Todd Classic as he gets older, and uh, man, man, yeah. they will accept that uh, that name wholeheartedly uh, in in favor of Grandpa or any other sort of grandfatherly sort of name. Make you humble. That's right. It will make you humble. With all that being said, we thank you again for all the downloads, listenership, as Uncle Todd has, has uh, mentioned. And uh, as we like to close things up here at the range, uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So be safe, be healthy, be kind, be good to one another. And uh, hey, good luck, Godspeed, and we will see you soon. I got picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon, what did you say? It's the best. Love it. You are such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. 
There is a point. Is there a point to all this? Let's find a point. I'd like to once again remind our contestants that there are proper bathroom facilities located in the studio. Yeah! We've got a real barn burner on our hands. In last place, with negative $69. Oh, brother, Sean Connery. Negative $69. Okay, that wasn't your score. Well, 69 is how I scored with your mother last night. <laughs> Let's just move on to the category for Double Jeopardy. Get out and don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. Good luck and Godspeed. That's right. Wow, you're tagging a few. You, you, you're putting a move on some of these things. You now you're riffing. I'm throwing Uncle Todd off here. It's it's short. It's sweet. It's to the point, and he's he's beside himself. It's like listening to Miles Davis in his prime, just <laughs> just riffing out here. He been a What? I was trying to scat a little bit. Okay, Miles Davis was a trumpet player. I know you he know was that, a trumpet right? player. I was trying to do a little scatting, nonetheless. He, he, he didn't. I don't believe he ever sang nary a song. Okay, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. Actually, that, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so, it's a little closer to reality. It's like it was like a, it's like a chihuahua with a with a funnel. Except he backed up to the funnel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done. I tap (laughs) out. Little snug. Man, they called him classic calling it. (laughs) Now get the hell out of here!